的。Internet peeps, we are back for another edition of Big Trouble Little Podcast, episode two hundred and forty-five. I'm Joe Dubs. I'm Andy. I'm Zach. Okay. <laughs> he froze. Oh, hey guys, what's up? I froze. It was the internet, not me. I didn't fall asleep. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. It was a callback to our, our old days whenever there was a delay. But you know, it, it always moves in a rotation. So I assumed Zach was going to go next. So he did. Yeah, yeah that is true. You usually, it was a delay though. On the, usually on the other side. That's that is real. Um, yeah. But yes, it's all good, though. we are back uh, at the final movie in the Eastern Samurai themed uh, movies that were picked by Andy. And we also threw a, yeah, we also threw a bonus Rashomon, um, since Zach was partying on Memorial Day and vacationing, so that's right. But the final movie is Ron Ran. Who, who knows Ron, how to Ron. say it? Ron. I ran. I think it's supposed to be Ron. I mean, the 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 name of it is like one kanji. I don't know how to read kanji, but if you. Write it out in hiragana, it'd be Ra and N, so I think Ron. I think I don't know. I'm I'm stupid though, so don't believe me. <laughs> and I just found out. I mean, I know you probably said it throughout all the you know weeks that we do in podcast, but I, I just found out this is a Kurosawa movie. Yeah, <laughs> that's 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 quite funny. Um, Kurosawa's back and Nakadai's back. Yeah, yeah and uh, holy shit! Let, let's talk about this movie because. Let me let me set the stage real quick because okay. I, I I have a, I have a bit of a package for this movie. Um, we have watched Dubs. You and I watched Throne of Blood, and then uh, you and I and Zach we watched High and Low and Yojimbo, and then now as as four with Chaz we've watched um, Rashomon, Seven Samurai. Am I missing any? There's all the Kurosawa movies we've seen up until now, right? Correct. Yes. Sure. Okay. Um. I have made a point after watching several of those movies to be like, yeah, Kurosawa, he always has happy endings and he likes to look on the bright side of things and he likes to have optimism as like a cheeky misdirection for his later career. This movie is made by a very different man than the one that made Rashomon and Seven Samurai and even High and Low. Um, in the early 70s, Kurosawa wasn't popular anymore. His movies weren't making money. He, he made a movie. Um, he couldn't find funding at all. So he and three other great Japanese directors all like formed a company so that they could just like find funding on their own and make a movie. And they only ever made one movie. Kurosawa's Dodeska Den. And it failed so hard. Their company fell apart. Um, Dodeska Den is okay. It's an all right movie. It's, it's worth seeing once. It's honestly one of his weakest movies. And then he went right back to where he was. He couldn't find funding for any of his movies. And everyone was like, he's a washed up has been. Kurosawa sucks. And he drinks too much. And he made um, 
a made-for-TV documentary about horse racing. I've never seen it. It's, it's the only thing he ever made for television. And then after that, he couldn't find funding again, so he tried to kill himself. He slit his wrists and neck and uh, tried to kill himself and failed, and his health started getting a little better, and he said, well, I guess I'm just going to step out of the public eye. I'm not going to make film anymore. Uh, 1973 or four rolls around, and Moss Film, the uh, Russian film company the soviet film company i guess i should say comes to him and they say hey we want to finance one of your movies he says okay i guess i'm in the movie making business again he goes and makes uh desert uzala i think is how it's pronounced uh that movie's fantastic that movie's a masterpiece but that's not what we're talking about so he's kind of back but in japan that movie still flopped it just did really well in russia and abroad in europe and the united states so mm-hmm. he still can't get funding so um, a couple more years pass, and in 1977, this movie comes out. You guys might have heard of it, uh, Star Wars. You ever heard of Star <laughs> yeah, Wars? Yeah, I heard Star of Wars, it. Star Wars comes out, and George Lucas loves Kurosawa, and he's one of the, like, the new Hollywood directors, and they all love Kurosawa. And he finds out that Kurosawa like can't find funding for his movies, is like not making anything, can't get anyone to pay for anything. So uh, – George Lucas meets him. I, I, I don't remember where they, 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 there's like some famous meeting where they, they meet. And uh, he says, well, I'll find funding for your movie. I just made star Wars and I'm like super famous now. So he goes to Fox and he says, I want you guys to fund um, Kurosawa's next movie. And Fox says, well, I don't know if we're going to do that. So he uh, calls his buddy uh, Coppola, Francis Ford Coppola and says, Hey, I need you to help me convince Fox to, fund Kurosawa's next movie. Coppola says, fuck, I'll do it. So Fox <laughs> and Francis Ford Coppola funded uh, Kurosawa's next film, Kagamusha. Uh, Kagamusha has been said by Kurosawa to be a dressed rehearsal for Ron because it's, it takes place kind of in the same period. It has a lot of like big fancy costumes and like sword stuff in it, but it's a much smaller story. It's a Prince and the Popper thing. It's like... Um, some poor guy looks exactly like the daimyo, so they hire him to portray the leader during some big battle. And through some weird circumstance, the the daimyo, the the great lord, dies. And then this poor guy is, and all the people who know that he replaced him die. So no one realizes that he's just a peasant who's pretending to be the great lord. That's the plot of the movie. It's actually it's actually really good. But uh, and then after that. He got funding through, as you guys saw, this French company to make this movie. And this is a movie he had wanted to make for a very long time. And it didn't start out as an adaptation of King Lear, but it became that. It's very obviously an adaptation of King Lear. Like when you watch it, you're like, oh, this is is a fucking Shakespeare story. Um, He painted like you know they storyboard stuff like usually it's an animation but they do it in movies too instead of like drawing out storyboards he painted what he wanted every scene to look like and that's why yeah. it is like fucking wonderful and full of color mm-hmm. and um uh one more minor detail while he was making this movie his wife died so that's also kind of a, a factor but this movie took like years to make it was super expensive had a ton of extras in it and then finally curse was back on top this movie comes out it does well domestically and internationally and they tried to nominate it for best foreign picture but due to some mix-up it didn't get nominated so Sidney Lumet uh campaigned to have him nominated as best direct director at the Oscars that year which he was nominated but he obviously didn't win 
Mm. I just wanted to set the stage a little bit because the, the man who made Seven Samurai is very much not the man who made Ron, I think. I think he went he went through a whole bunch of shit to get to where we're at now. And the ending of this movie is so unlike all of his other movies because his movies are always like, but don't worry, everything was okay. Or But if you look at it this way, it's really nice. Look, he died of cancer, but at least he left a mark on the world. It's so wonderful. Not in Ron. At the end of Ron, it's like, this is hell. Man, man has created hell on earth, and either the gods hate man or the gods are scared of man, but it doesn't matter. Whichever one it is, it sucks. <laughs> anyway, I just want to set the stage a little bit. What did you guys think of Ron? Did you hate this movie or what? <laughs> no, I, I like I liked it. It's just that it the raw emotions in me in this movie where I was like, hey, the, the, the father's an asshole, and maybe the son, the third son. I'm just gonna color code them, by the way. Blue. Even though I know one Taro. Saburo. Uh, yeah, uh, Saburo. Uh, you're just like, hey, that's he, he, son's an asshole. He's like being all jealous that his, you know, the Taro is being picked and shit. And you're just like, fuck that guy. And then like later on, you're just like, oh, he loves his father. And he's like the only one. Like the other two sons are fucking assholes and stuff. And you're just like. This is where the raw emotion comes out of me, and I know I'm jumping around, but literally when he got, when the father's like, I'm going to tell you so many stories, it's going to be great, we're going to have a father-son relationship, boom, fucking dead. I was like, no, you. this movie fucking sucks, like, as far as, like, raw emotions. (laughs) Uh, And I was like... This this is better not end where it is, but then I got my satisfaction. Now I understand. Yeah, they they give you something. To yeah. Movie with. Like I understand. I, I what's so great about this movie is like it's purposely left out of showing the father and the the family lineage of them pretty much uh, probably raping and pillaging you know her family out of the castle and stuff. So you have they, they say what happened, but you don't see it. Like he yeah. he was a real son of a bitch for decades. Like he killed all these people and burned down castles and stuff. They say it, but they don't show it. All we ever see is a nice old man. Yes. Yeah. And I it's purposely done that way. Um, but like you know, if you peel the layer of the you know onion and stuff, you'll probably be like, hey, she's getting her revenge, and she did do her mission. Where she was burning down literally the family, which she Lady Kaede is who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. I I loved um in our chat you said man I hate Taro's wife and I knew it was early on because you called her Taro's wife. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I was like oh, strap, strap in, buddy. you <laughs> <laughs> yeah you don't like her now just wait. Mm-hmm. By the way, if, if it makes it easier, the the three are definitely Bulbasaur, Charmander, and Squirtle. If it if it makes it easier, they they definitely are. <laughs> that, just that's why Blue is the best one. That's right. Bulbasaur yes. was first, so that's why he becomes king first. Charmander's the one that like fucks everything up, but everyone likes him for some stupid reason. Correct. And Squirtle's the hero that everyone should love and 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 dies in the end. That's really sad. I, I also like made a yeah. thing. I was like, oh. The father is like retiring, right? He's like taking his pension and he's just gonna chill around. And then the son's like, nah, bitch, we're taking your pension away. Get the fuck out of town. And literally from there, it's just like you hated the father in the beginning because he was like acting irrational. Like even the witnesses are like, dude, you're acting like an idiot. Stop it. Like, what are you doing? 
And uh, he did grad- kill a guy with a, with a sweet bow shot from all the way up in a tower, though. That Hell yeah, it is. Don't, don't you fuck with my jester. And he looks <laughs> pissed off when he does it. Too. It was amazing. Holy shit. <laughs> I was like, badass. Can we just talk about that? His facial expressions. First off, his fucking hair is crazy. So his facial expressions, and as he unravels throughout, like, just they're wonderful. Again, He's so uh, wonderful. For, for anyone who didn't put it together, uh, uh, Hidetora, the the old man, he's Tatsuya Nakadai. He's the guy from Harakiri. He's the guy from mm-hmm. Sword of Doom. Like, do connect with his face mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, yeah. I, I actually tried to nail down the part where Zach was like, you know, marked out and stuff. I, well, first I, know, I, I know what it was. It was this part. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I had to slow it up because I know Zach, I, Zach was like, "Oh, there's one part where I marked out and I shouted yes." And I was like, "I know, I know what part it was." That's what I, did. I, I, I literally, sure. I literally went yes uncontrollably when that happened. I, I just wonder <laughs> he, how much he, of this he movie... makes the part where Lady Kaede gets hammer blooded to death, where, where the heel gets 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 put away and That's it's right. over. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I almost wonder how much of it too is like when you're talking about like differences and endings because the, the ending of this movie is so similar but so different than Seven Samurai. It's similar in the fact that you get this gut punch at the resolution yeah. in the shot. It, it echoes exactly how uh, the um, one of the I can't remember his name now. The, the badass so it was it was it started with a K, didn't it? Um, the guy that was like the really stoic warrior that like just he was probably the best fighter amongst all of them. And uh, the younger Kuragane, yeah, he he looked he looked up to him. No, Kuragane is one of this one. It's I'm oh. about the older the uh, in Seven Samurai. Takashi Shimura. That's, oh, I, dang, I okay. can never remember. This yeah, thing. but uh, he, when he gets shot, and then the younger guy who looked up to him oh, so man. much is like, "This is so unfair. Why?" Like that that is, echoes the same thing in this movie at the end when Saburo gets uh, shot so unjustly, and then just finally, it's just the last piece that he can take, and that's when. Uh, um, Hinatora dies, but uh, I almost wonder if this movie is supposed to rip you apart emotionally. Yes, it, to the point that you f- it forces you to feel justification and be satisfied enough with Kaede being killed like that. Mm. Be- it, it, it almost reflects again how just how human nature has led to these people, you know, basically tearing themselves apart for sake of war. Uh, we're supposed to kind of settle with ourselves that we are just animals. Again, I, I don't know. I, I took a deep dive in this because this movie makes you really think shit. Uh, I needed uh, CBD gummies that I couldn't have. So uh, so I had to settle with something else. Like It just made me feel like this movie almost made me fuel and, and feel so angry about things. And like having to try to fulfill that rage is the only way to, to find some type of satisfaction in the ending because otherwise it's just so distraught. Uh, which again, it, it, like you said, it is a, this is classic king lear shakespearean tragedy um in that essence too but uh the characters are complex uh in the very ending of the movie is completely spilled out in the first 10 15 minutes of the film yeah i mean it, if you just listen and watch how they're like the entire time nothing is ever actually it's very superficial so it's easy like to get played out and it's almost like the perspective of hitatora is what you see at first because it, it it's clear, oh yeah, Saburo is just jealous and whatever. But it's it's actually pretty easily it's a thin veil. Saburo is just very blunt. Like he doesn't give a fuck. He doesn't. He's like fuck tradition. I, I'm just gonna say what's on my mind because it's for the good of our our people, our good of our family. 
and the other two are snakes. They'll say whatever they need to to get what they think is best for them. And they even foreshadow and say, we're dogs of war. Like, we're, we think we pray to the war god. If you give us power, we're going to fuck this up. And the old man is simply, he spent all this time, you know, toiling all this blood over the land to, to, to rule all of it. And he's caused all this shit. And now it's time for him to try to settle and find peace. And he simply doesn't know how to make peace. And that's why he gives up to pass it on to someone else, whether it's through the him earning it or if it's because he's trying to take the easy way out. He ends up actually putting himself on a on a path of destruction. But that's that's what happens. And it, it all of it plays out in the first 15 minutes. If you pay attention, and you're like, well, strap in the next two and a half hours is going to fucking suck. And but, it does it beautifully. It beautifully sucks. And it's very red. You got to yeah. remember, you got to break all this stuff out so we can discuss it. You can't just. Dump so, it all at once. I can keep dumping. I can talk for another hour without stopping. I took another Adderall before the show. I'm fucking ready. Yeah, uh, <laughs> so you're ready to make Tony Khan announcements where you don't blink or anything? What's <laughs> out in the fields for nine days? No. Uh, Thanks, guys. Tonight at Collision, and he just doesn't blink. And his eyes are like as big as saucers. It's like, Jesus, what the hell? Uh, <laughs> Wait, is, is, this on? is this mic on? Autism activate tonight for the very first time. CM Punk. No, okay, we'll, we'll move on. I'm sorry. Kuros- We're doing wrestling Kur- jokes now. Kurosawa um, did Game of Thrones before Game of Thrones was cool. I'm just going to say that because literally I had a red wedding moment. In this fucking movie. Well, again, you got to remember, give credit to the bard here, because this is just, I mean, he, he changes some stuff, obviously. Yeah. But this is just King Lear. This is Shakespeare did Game of Thrones before. Exactly right. Shakespeare did Game of Thrones before any motherfucker knew knew anything about telling a story. (laughs) Speaking of which, Dubs, if you've never watched it, or if anyone out there listening, if you've never, uh, if you've ever seen King Lear, there are several adaptations. There's an adaptation where Ian McKellen plays King Lear. He also did, I think, a couple of live Broadway where he did it. And at one point, like one of his, uh, one of the uh, the scenes, if I remember correctly, like he goes completely unraveling mad, and he's just like fucking stark ass naked out on stage and is just losing his mind. Like it's supposed to be like, in terms of playwright uh, in, in modern age, it's supposed to be one of the, like the best scenes ever acted by any individual. It's uh, it's supposed to be brilliant. But that being said, you should definitely either read and or watch King Lear. It's very very good. I've never uh, seen it so or read it, so I'll probably check. I, I call this Suzaku Castle King Lear because Street Fighter. But yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah. But, uh, anyway, you you were saying there's a scene red wedding. Oh, oh yeah, no, I was just saying like it, it felt very. Games of Thrones, uh, as far as like all the you know backstabbing and shit and all the crazy chaos, but as far as like the crazy chaos, there is likable characters, uh, Lady Sue and her brother, which have every right just as much as Lady uh, Ka- whatever her fucking name is, the cunt. I'm just gonna call her cunt, Lady I Cunt. Matter, Sue. Uh, uh, yeah, Sue or um, and her brother, which by the way the the lord uh the old man yeah he gouged his eyes out and he's blind and shit and <laughs> for for like a split second when he's like i'm gonna play this flute like i just got like uh flashbacks of like youtube memes of the you know the recorder of jurassic park just playing i thought he was just gonna play the flute very <laughs> terribly uh <laughs> he had to, he had to 
like reaction, like freaking out. Yeah. Anybody for a uh, second? I know I'm skipping all the way to the very the end ending of the movie. Scene with the brother. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, that's what I was just about to bring up. The, 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 the ending. There's a delay. I was just like, oh, fuck. And then, like, yeah, and then, like, the, you know, the Buddha stuff, you know, shining back at him. Uh, it's just like, fuck, man. <laughs> like, even when he's, like, trying to, because she, like, pushes him to believe in Buddha. And maybe he was going to believe in Buddha at some point. But he doesn't. Obviously, I don't. He will eventually know that his sister is never coming back because her fucking head's cut off. She did uh, because of, because of orders from Lady Cunt. Um, but man, that was a rough, rough ending. It's um. But Chaz, what were you gonna bring up? What? Oh. The, real quick, you, you said like uh, she's trying to like force boot on him. He says, "Well, I don't really go in for that stuff like my sister does." Um. That's important too, but it's more, I, I, I don't know. This is my reading of it, but like at the very end, they're just talking about how the gods have turned their back on man or they're terrified of man. Yeah. They're oh, weeping and, for them. Yeah. Everyone, everyone is dead or dying or ruined. And uh, this blind man who was protected by the Buddha loses the Buddha. And he's no longer protected. A blind man, like the very symbol of like being um, uh, vulnerable. He's yeah. he's alone in the world. There's no one coming to help him. And the 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 superficial semblance of God protecting him is now lost to him as well. Like it's just, it's like the last. It's the exclamation point to the story. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So here. So I'm not saying I, that I could be a better director than Kurosawa. That's not the point at all. Yeah, you are. If there could be a blooper or just an alternate version of this movie where everything is exactly the same except the very last like minute of the film, and the blind guy does the same thing where he's walking out toward the edge there and he's about to lose it, but instead he just slips on like a banana peel and then just falls off, that's how I would end the movie. You know, Sounds like a robot chicken sketch. You know <laughs> he's the same, and then that's the only bit. He just he just slips. I thought it's you were gonna... It still does the Buddha thing and everything. The Buddha still like has it opens up and unravels where it's like uh, still giving a symbol back to him, but he he falls off. I just think that's thought, really oh, really sad. I thought you were going to say it was just going to be straight. He just falls off and fucking dies like Mortal Kombat two fatality. Oh no, he does it. die. He does die, but it's got to be a banana peel. There's got it's no. it's just for yeah. Just... That's not that's not how I would have I would have done it that way. Yep, that's exactly why I don't get paid to direct movies. I I, I also I also would have done the part where like his sister's like, you know, I forgot what she mentions, but she's like, it's just over there, and I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, he's blind, bitch. <laughs> he doesn't know where over there is. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I laughed pretty fucking hard at that scene. Actually, I know that she didn't mean like she it, 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 like hit her in a different way too. But I totally laughed super hard at the same thing. Well, you got you got to look because after she says that. She like kind of turns back to him and puts her head down a little bit, and it's real subtle. But like uh -huh. she becomes aware of what she said, and she, it's not funny to her. It's tragic. Her right. She's like, "Oh my god." <laughs> I think that as a thing is watching the movie, I'm desensitized with all the other tragedy that's happened. So she says that to him, and I laugh. But then, like you said, she puts her head down, and I'm like, 
oh, she just realized what she said. Like, it, yeah. it does, it hits a different way after. But yeah, it, it is funny at first. I was like, yeah, why sure, you say sure. that? Hey, you dummy, I can't see. Look, on the opposite blind. end of the spectrum, uh, I think this movie is, I mean, obviously, it's a tragedy. So, of course, it's heartbreaking. But I think this movie is just, like, capital rough. Like, it's, I've seen oh. this movie a few times now, and I feel like every time I see it, it makes me more upset. I don't know if that makes any sense, but... Um, at the end, when Saburo gets shot and dies, I I like actually cried. Like I I don't know if that's something I want out there on the internet, but no, I cried at this movie. I thought about that meme. Oh, he didn't even cry at the end of Titanic. Does he even have feelings? And then it's the picture of the guy, and then insert thing to the meme. Yeah. End of the end of this movie for me, man. Dude, I, I need Jesus I need Christ. IV fluids after watching Finding Dory. Don't don't fucking. It's okay to cry. Get grown ass men cry. It's cool. No, yeah, I, I mean, I'll, I'll cry at movies, I, I, but I got I wept, messed I wept, up a little bit. I, I, I wept during the ending of the movie. Also, I, there's something you said in the chat, and I didn't realize what you meant, but I did it too, and I realized after that's what you meant, and I was like, okay, now I get why. I, after I watched the movie, I actually went back and watched the, the scene where the castle falls. Oh, it's uh, the best part of the movie. Holy <laughs> fuck that is. It, is. it is like so cool to see, but it is so fucking brutal. Just that there's that the piece it's it's really more of like an ensemble they're just uh, or not an ensemble but um oh a montage rather where they're no longer really showing like specific action pieces they're just showing like repeated scenes of just death and and despair while like just really subtle music plays in the background behind it. It's a beautiful it is, music too. Like oh, it's really beautiful. Good music. Yeah, yeah, and it is so unsettling. Yeah, it's he'll, it's he'll, it's it's. it's terribly beautiful it's beautifully yeah. terrible i don't know it is it's it's so unnerving to watch and it's so cool because like it's all going on and then taro comes into the shot like the the victorious general and he's right in the middle of the shot and then the second he gets shot it slips back to the actual dialogue oh god it's so cool it's so well edited i love it so much and that's another that's another thing that shows when kurosawa made this movie he was thinking internationally because, um, unfortunately, when you watch these movies, and I'm going to sound like a huge dork here in a second, but when you watch these movies, you're reading the subtitles. So you're trying to read the subtitles and look at what the characters are doing. That's important in a movie like this to see like someone's facial expression or, oh, she looked down after she said, look over there because she realized he was blind. That kind of thing. Um, after I watched uh, the, the siege on the third castle again, I kind of jumped around to some other scenes and I turned the subtitles off. Because I just seen the movie, I, I know what happens. So I just watched the characters act, not knowing Japanese. The movie's still super entertaining. Like I still really like it. And uh it's it's kind of a shame that you miss stuff in a movie this beautiful because you're reading the very important dialogue. But I think Third Castle is Kurosawa saying, Look, I don't care what language you know, when you watch the scene, you're gonna be moved because it's it's beautiful and it's just music and and, and uh the tragedy of war. So I don't. Know. I. I think this. This is one of the best movies he ever made. I. I objectively, I believe. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and uh, that goes back to like what I, I was trying to pinpoint where Zach marked out because there was like a lot of markout scenes. Uh, one with the what bow and else? arrow. What, what else besides Coyote getting killed? The the bow and arrow guy, you know, uh, killing uh, the dude that's about to kill the jester. Uh, the fucking horse fucking checking the one guy where he just like bumps the fucking dude. 
Yeah, I was saying in another chat, the, the fucking stuntmen in this movie are so... There's no way that guy's leg wasn't broken. There's no way. I tried to look it up, but, like, you know, that that's how you kill soldiers as you run them down with your horse. This stuntman gets knocked down by a horse and then trampled. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And, like, there's just... Dudes are falling off horses left and right in this movie. Like, I mean, we lost, a, we lost a Superman that way. Like, not even, what, a couple years after all this. That's like, true. That's that true. Happened. Like, I'm not even making a joke. It's a fact. We, I mean, it happened. We we, we ended up with the, the fucking bullshit DC Universe all because of a fucking horse trampling another guy. Just think about uh, that. No, uh, I mean, the quest for peace caused that, so, you know. Uh, I, yeah. Whatever. It's, it, it, no, that movie's but, fucking awful. There's, there's, <laughs> that's sick. That caused Christopher Reeve to get paralyzed. Oh, <laughs> it, it's setting forth that the, that set of events for that to happen. The horse crushes body, but that movie crushes spirit. Is that what you're yes, saying? Exactly. Okay, we're, okay, fair enough. But speaking of Zach marking out, Zach, you did something you very seldom do when we watch these movies. After you watched this movie, you came to me and said, "I watched this movie," and like I could tell you really wanted to talk about it. And I was having a really <laughs> hard time not like diving all the way in because I really wanted to. No, yeah. I kind of wanted to, too, and I was just like, ah, I'm just going to say a couple things real quick and leave it at that and then read about it, which I did, and I learned about, yeah, the, the painting of the storyboards and, and Did you stuff. look them up? Did you see them? Yeah, I saw a couple of them. <laughs> That's so cool. Uh, but, uh, yeah, uh, one other thing, I, I, it was like the opposite of a mark out when Sabro got shot. I was like, I yelled, No! <laughs> I was just like, no! <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> I, I didn't realize fully what exactly happened right yeah. when it happened, but it's just it's my ADHD of watching. But I, I, but it took just literally a split second because he just like stopped moving, and then he's, and I, and I just went, oh no! Well, there's like, yeah, there's like a delay. It's like you hear a gunshot, and then for like a second or two, it seems like nothing's wrong. You don't know what happened, yeah. and then he just slumps against his father and just flops off the horse. Oh, Kudos God. to Kurosawa, by the way. That's actually how it would happen because a lot of times in movies, we get the whole gunshot, you hear, and then and then yeah. like someone reacts. No, someone would actually get hit, and you would see the reaction of what would happen to them getting shot before you'd actually hear it, depending on the distance, because that's how fucking science works. Yeah, so, people, people don't that fly back really cool. in, in yeah. shit from being yeah. shot. In fact, like, you know, a lot of people... When they get, like in a war or something, when they get shot in a battle uh, or some kind of fight, sometimes it doesn't even register. It's not until mm-hmm. after you're done, and then you're like, oh shit, I was shot. And then you just kind of collapse. <laughs> but mm-hmm. uh, no, um, yeah, I liked all the stuff in this movie. I remember I, telling you, though, before I watched it, I was like, I've always wanted to see this movie ever since I first found out about it. Uh, before I even mm-hmm. found, I dug into what, who Kurosawa was, is like, I, I was looking on the internet at, uh, best movies ever, some bullshit like 20 years ago. Hmm. And just the shots of, of Ron and stuff. This movie looks cool. I don't know. This it's movie, all, it helps it stick out because of the way they choose the colors. It was such a brilliant idea. I mean, again, and it's not just like he originally just comes up with it all on his own. The colors are also representative of some of the, the folklore and things he used in the film because it is still based on some things historically, and that's how it's wrapped around King Lear. But like using those colors, but like using those colors, especially with how bright they are and and how they contrast one another, it is so beautiful. Especially on uh, so many of the uh, backgrounds he has with like the black 
uh, it's not really sand, but whatever, like the plane. Yeah, the plane is black. It is like it's just again. It just makes the red stick out so much more, which also makes the blood stick out. I know this is also a certain like it's because of the the age of when this movie's made. It it actually has that '80s aesthetic because it's it's mid '80s. It's got like a weird neo Technicolor look to it. Yeah, so like blood, everything looks like fresh can of ragu when it comes out. Japanese hammer blood. That's That's what it was. Bright red. Which, you know, dude, there was like that shot. Oh, I can't forget that the castle, the first castle that falls. You know, and uh, the um, get a toast. He's sitting up there, and just all the shits, the arrows are flying around, and the the castle's catching on fire. And it shows like up that stairwell. There's that guy slumped over. Mm-hmm. He's been mm-hmm. shot by arrows and stuff. And there's just blood like pouring. Like mm-hmm. it's like nobody has that much blood. It's not going to come out that quickly. But it looks too cool. Like it looks, it looks really cool. This is what led to Mortal Kombat being made. We were like, you know what? You know what bodies need? They need more body parts and like an anomalous amount of blood. Like we just need to have like far too much blood. It's like eight bodies when someone explodes a body. And yeah, you need to hit, so, hit, hit guys so so hard like he eight thousand femurs fly out of him. The blood yeah. in this movie, both figuratively and maybe literally, for all I know, is paint. Like it's painting a picture on the in the scene. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You were talking about the way the colors pop against the cool background. Uh, the beginning of this movie, the be- the first hour or so, is full of shots that I love, where a door mm-hmm. opens or closes, but usually opens to reveal like something going on. I love mm-hmm. when. Um, I love when Taro's general general turns up to take over the third castle and the doors open and you can see like there's a bunch of motherfuckers in there already like on the horses getting ready to mm-hmm. leave and they're like you can have this castle we're going to our lord motherfucker and they like leave I just <laughs> when the doors open it looks so great and also mm-hmm. um, when uh, Hidetora leaves his second son's uh, Jiro's castle. The, oh, when he gets the, mad the and he storms out. Yeah, uh, it's so good. Yeah. Like they use those big doors to such great dramatic effect, and it looks mm-hmm. so cool. I love it. You know, it's funny. Like the the final Saburo and that other army, but like when they're looking at each other from the valleys and stuff, like mm-hmm. across. I was like, that's a fucking cool shot. I've just mm-hmm. seen them looking at, and I love the part where he's like. Oh, they're a fucking decoy. We got to go back to the castle. I was like, that's fucking awesome. Uh, the strategy that they used and stuff. But yeah, like, I also wanted to make a joke because you brought up Mortal Kombat and, and the blood. I was like, this is what Ed Boon like, looked at. The blood and then also the colors. Scorpion with yellow. That's fucking right, yeah. Zero blue <laughs> and then green reptile and all that stuff. Um, I mean, there, there's actually some truth to that. Have you ever seen that before? There, there's actually truth to early concepts of Mortal Kombat. The colors are, are actually based and inspired by this movie. Really? Yeah. That, no, That's like, cool. look at it. Literally, the yellow and blue are the are the yellow and blue that are used. Hmm. Like, it's the same color. Yeah. And so, like, this movie had an inspiration to that. I mean, it makes a lot of sense. The, I mean, again, it, there's a lot of other stuff that come out at the same time. But uh, as far as, like, other things that would inspire, like, you know, the violence and stuff. But as far as, like, the... Some of the contrasting colors they had chosen that that was actually based on that. So I I knew I always knew Lou Kang was fucking the jester. I knew it. Uh. <laughs> swinging, swinging. <laughs> that song that he's singing is so funny, making fun of the guys. Like uh, I look at him, he's up in his little tower, or whatever. He's gonna hang himself. I was uh watched this movie though, and then when I realized, like halfway through, I was like, oh my god, that's that's Tatsuya Nakadai, awesome. I was thinking about this, and I remembered um, Toshiro Mifune 
and Akira Kurosawa had like a falling out, right? Big time. It was like it was like in the seventies, and, I, and I, I tried to research it. And see that's why. Another, that's another part of why Kurosawa was doom and gloom in the seventies too. Yeah, like uh, I, I tried to research and see what happened, and it seemed like it was just a couple of things. Like it, it doesn't it's point to just stuff. one thing. Mm-hmm. I'd say the biggest thing though had to do with like from what I read, like Redbeard, and how like. Mifune couldn't do any other work while he was supposed to like keep a beard for Redbeard, and he lost yeah. a fuck ton of money over like several years because of that. The the reverse side of that coin too is Kurosawa resented Mifune because Mifune kept doing like other little movies, you know, getting paychecks, like making money, and Kurosawa would be like, "This is fucking beneath you. Why are you doing these shitty ass movies? You should be doing good movies with me or uh, uh, Kinoshita or." Um, uh, the other directors whose names I can't pull out of my ass as easily. And, yeah. uh, and Mifune's like, look, I got to pay my bills, man. I, I also need to just act in movies. And that's why, <laughs> that's why Redbeard was that breaking point because then Kurosawa like spitefully hoisted this thing on him that made it so he couldn't get work. And then he, after that, was, yeah, the way I read it, I was like, man, maybe he just like wanted to do some other stuff too. Yeah, you know, he like, did. But, uh, I was thinking though, watching this movie because they used to have that kind of that close relationship. Is like, do you think if they didn't have that falling out, Mifune would be in the role? Yes, a thousand percent. Yes, yeah. yes, absolutely, he would have been. I, th- I I think about that a lot. Actually, he would have been the lead in uh, Kakamusha as well, I believe. But uh, in Kakamusha, they originally cast the guy who played uh, uh, Zatoshi, the blind samurai, because he was like a real famous guy and. Kurosawa and him had an argument about something. I can't remember what it was. And mm. Kurosawa was like, uh, what about this Nakadai guy? I used to work with him. Is he still famous? And he like wasn't as famous. And then after Kagamusha and Ron, he was back, baby. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I don't know what else to say about this film. Uh, it, I could say a hundred other things about this film, but I'll yeah, we, this could be a three-hour thing. I'm I'm <laughs> holding back to I'm I'm holding back to have a debate about why. Oh, uh, why can the, I? The hero of the film was actually killed at the very end. But I just want to mention real quick uh, one of my other favorite things. I, we, we almost got to it, and I was going to sidestep to it, but we 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 went down a different path instead. Um, the just. There's so much subtlety in what's going on in the shots because uh, at the uh, the the coolest part of uh, battle at the third castle after Taro gets shot in the back, um, the main conspirator, the main general for Jiro, comes over to him and he's like, "Taro got shot. Uh, it was a stray shot from the tower, and you just saw Taro was facing the tower and he was shot in the back." So you know that's a lie. And he's holding the gun. And he's holding a gun, and he says, such is the fortune of war, or something like that. And they both look at the gun in his hand at the same time, and he just kind of, like, tosses it. Yeah, it's just like oh, that's so cool. Just those little things like that. Like yeah. he doesn't he doesn't like lean and go. Did you kill him or something? There's not some there's not something stupid like that. No, well, there was but, like an unspoken agreement. There's like good yeah. job. <laughs> Move on. Well, that, and that's the whole point is that the three brothers represent the three brothers actually represent Pokemon. three parts. Well, Pokemon, yeah, but they actually represent three parts, three different parts of uh, either flaws or traits, however you want to look at it, of uh, Hidatora himself. Like, his, his first son is his pride. Like, the man is too prideful, which is what leads him to drive 
his father away after, and then he, he ends up being in a, a problem. The other is he he's actually a, a bit of a coward, which goes back to why the, at the beginning, Hidatora actually wants to give up his power because he's too afraid to make the other decisions. He just wants to move on and just rest peacefully. And then Hidatora, just in the same way, Saburo is very blunt. Like, he just does not – arrogance, I guess, one way to say it, but he just is just unabashedly blunt. He will just share whatever is on his mind, and Hidatora can do that because he's in power, but when he's not, nobody cares. He's just a raving old man. So that's another thing about the movie that's supposed to tie in. And again, in King Lear, a lot of it is literally from the perspective of this old man watches all these things happen as his families tear themselves apart in a kingdom. Again, a different setting. But in this movie, you would see the other perspectives separately as a, from the third-person view rather than just seeing it, it through King Lear's eyes as well. So that's just an important thing. But that's a nice tie-in to the, why it's important to that plot. Mm-hmm. Um, so and I just want to tie that in. But again, I, I actually hate the second brother so much. He is such a fucking pussy. That guy is such a coward. <laughs> he, everyone tramples over him. He is such a little bitch. He just about gets his ass stabbed by Lady Kennedy, though. And then she rapes him, basically. And yeah, he's just no, like, he yeah, gets, you know. yeah, yeah, it's okay. And then she's yeah, like, I'm going to be your head. That, that's another scene I had to rewatch. I love it. It's so well choreographed or so well rehearsed or something. She's like, well, this helmet is yours. And she's like scooting toward him. And he like goes to take the helmet. It's all one movement. She takes the sword, knocks him on his ass, and then puts it to his neck. It's really, really quick and really efficient. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, again, that's why her character is great too for what the role it serves. Again, she she's is so it's the super. She's so hateable because of the lengths she goes to. But she, in again, from her story, just hearing, okay, she talks about how this was my castle I grew up in. I lost my family. Your family put me, forced me to marry you, and told me things would be okay. And then my reward was to watch the rest of my family be murdered. Uh, and then I get to be back here. I get to live in that same castle and just haunt, be haunted by all those memories. But it's okay because I'm here and I'm still alive. And again, she's she justified, but yeah, she's that's, so that's hateable. the thing I wanted to talk to you about with Dubs specifically because yeah. uh, you hate that character. You're supposed to hate that character. That character's uh, awful, but she doesn't inflict any evil upon um, anyone except people who have it coming. With one exception, she's responsible for Lady Sui getting killed, which you know sucks. But uh, at least you get that really cool scene. How? I, I can't remember the character's name. I really should know it. The 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 main conspirator for Jiro. He's Kuragani. the guy. Is is that what it is? Kuragani, uh, the general. Yeah, yeah he, Kuragani. He, he brings back the, the fox's head. Yeah. And, and solves so the motherfucker. He's the one who kills her at the end. He's mm-hmm. the one who shoots Taro in the back. Like that, that's the coolest motherfucker in this movie, right there. He's, he's, he's Jiro's right arm. Remember, he's the one that he's the one that actually does everything. He's the one who does because, everything. Yep. Because right. Jiro's a big fucking pussy. He's a pussy. Right? He can't do anything. He's well, got yeah. this guy running around doing all his dirty work. To and go, he's really good at. To go, <laughs> yeah. to, go to go back on like her her uh, Lady Kade's uh, yeah. thing. Like, uh, her revenge is justified, and she only inflicts evil upon evil people. But you still hate her, as you should. And that's yes. what I, you should expand upon that. Yes, uh, but. I think the lesson that they try to teach is sometimes revenge is not even worth it. And um, to go like Lady Sue and uh, the brother, like they tried to do the, you know, the right thing by not getting involved because there was a chance where the blind brother could have done something to the old man when he was at his weakest point in his right. little, little shack. And he all he did was play the flute and that that's it. 
and with with uh, Lady Kaide, she did revenge, and it ended up she getting a fucking knife to her throat. And what did that prove? <laughs> Besides, she did her job. Yeah, it burned down the family, but there's still people alive. Like it's gonna flourish no matter what, anyway. Yeah, I think if I remember the quote correctly, the the quote I think it's revenge is a snake nigh with head nor tail, and the whole point is Mm -hmm. that revenge is a vicious cycle, and that's the entire point, and that is literally the entire message of Naruto and Attack on Titan. You are welcome. Well, other the other piece of advice you can (laughs) glean from this is to just don't ever listen to women. Don't don't go to them for advice and don't listen to them because you know what? If he just said. Shut up and just ignored her. <laughs> if Taro just said shut up and just ignored her from the beginning, none of this shit would have happened. If she was like, Am I just gonna be a concubine? Oh, I can't stand also a weird, uh, weird parallel with Rashomon here. I can't stand knowing that another woman has known you intimately. She yeah. must die. He should have been like, No, we're not gonna fucking do that. He's like, he's <laughs> like shut up and get out of here. Like, you just make her leave. Like, what the fuck? You don't have to put up with her. That's not who well, he is. Like, that's not who that character that, is. That guy's a big fucking coward. So well, they're both cowards. The fucking Taro was pussy whipped, and then his brother was a fucking bitch. Yeah. <laughs> Only Sabro. Uh, Sabro, Sabro saw that was what was going to happen, and he called it from the beginning. Mm-hmm. I mean, then, you referenced but, Game of Thrones. Who were the ones that were causing all the evil shit you wanted to die? Like, you wanted the Night King to die, but you didn't really care as much about I don't that. Know. You, you really wanted, wanted the queen to get her shit, right? I don't oh, watch that bullshit. I'm movie. saying, like, it's this, it's all the same shit. It's just, just flavored up differently. Yeah, no, yeah. Uh, Lady Kaede being hateable is a perfect storm because uh, this is a Shakespearean story, and he wrote some really evil women for sure. And then also, this is a Japanese movie and a Jidageki, a period piece, which also has some famously horrible and evil women in it. So this is the perfect storm of evil women. <laughs> <laughs> but you also, like, I got a question. Also, you have to say it though. Uh, that actress is outstanding. Oh my god! Oh my god. That's that's scene, that, th- th- yeah, everything she's in after she like like unveils like her true colors, mm-hmm. brilliant. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. she's just yeah, awesome, she's wonderful, and so uh, animated. Dubs, I know you were wrapping us up earlier. I didn't want to uh, leave this movie behind without at least mentioning. No one has said anything about him, and it's kind of unfair. But I understand there's not a lot to say about him. Uh, the fool, the the fool is one of the best characters in this movie. Oh, he, oh yeah, he's we, great yeah, we talked about the. I mean, I oh, made just a little bit. We only we only like touched Don't on kill him. My fool. He's great. The stuff he says, his mannerisms, his stupid little dances, and I, then as the movie wears on and life tears him down he becomes a philosopher and starts like saying he starts um you're you're having feelings about the movie and then he'll say something and you're like that's how i feel (laughs) (laughs) kind of is He is, but, he represents the folly of man. But I, just wanted, I just wanted to bring it up because he's he's wonderful too. I mean, isn't that just what it is though? A full this journey through life as a philosopher? This, yeah. That's basically the point. He's he's, well, was he's that, seen some shit. That, was that in fucking Naruto too? Was that Naruto? No, no they, just, they, they just told me to believe in myself and, and then I went and fucking killed my wife. God, oh, man's born yeah, crying, and then when he's done crying, he dies. Believe it. <laughs> <laughs> Man, they wouldn't fight if they just sat and talked over some Ichiraku ramen. Oh god! <laughs> no, but the, the fool has a lot of the best lines in the movie. Like, man, he's crying. 
and then when he's done crying, he dies. And uh, I really like hell is ever at hand. You cannot say the same of heaven. It sounds like some fucking Dark Souls shit. Like you just find, you find some weirdo in a hole somewhere and he says that shit. Yeah, fucking big feet and, and fucking massive ass sword. <laughs> All right, he, maybe we can wrap it. up Ron because we have like... Wait, wait. I, I, oh. I, I, okay, go ahead. Yeah. Dubs, you got a thing, I got a thing, and then we'll wrap up. Yeah. Uh, one, the jester guy tells the old man, the suicidal man, the depressing man to jump off the edge, which he does, which was... He does. <laughs> Which he does, yeah. and he's um, like, "Oh, that's funny." Oh shit! He he's dead. <laughs> Lady Kade, Lady Kade, when she cares about the armor so much, was that her father's? No, it's just her husband's. Because I me- think. I think. Well, no, because because I thought about this. Like you know, they took the castle and probably everything within it. I I thought maybe that was like her family's armor. And Maybe I never really so thought about. It. I thought it was just her excuse to be a huge bitch about my husband. Probably that too. Yeah, yeah. Because it was this. She cared like it's because he's he's wearing it, and he's like, "You're making fun of me." Like I'm I'm wearing it. Well, she cared. And then, yeah. and then he of- says the best line in the movie: "Sister-in-law, I'm about to be naked." Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she cared about it in the very beginning, though, even before the death because remember the you know the the father's like oh no you could have the castle but i'm keeping the armor and, and the banner and stuff and she's like not nah, bitch i want that fucking armor and banner i, I think it was just the banner that so, she wanted because she was like oh it's a symbol of the great lord you should go take it and she starts all this shit and then the fool sings a song about him and then everyone dies that's what yeah. Taro should just say. Yeah, Shut up. Thing too is like she is Shut a up, for all of their own faults. Like you said, like she doesn't directly get her hands dirty, other than when she threatens him. But she never kills him. She she literally just plays and manipulates all of their own weaknesses and forces them to kill each other because they're again they're they're actually not great people. But she's also very hateable. And again, I'm not justifying or saying I want I didn't want her to die. It was very je- satisfying to see her get killed. She's also scary. She like cuts his neck I and then licks the blood licks off and shit. Jesus yeah, she, fucking snake woman, Jesus. <laughs> uh I want quickly I want to go back to the full I think I ought to, I think Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No no no, you go. You go. I, I well, I'm like uh we call it delayed, I guess. Oh, yeah, you're fine. Uh, so with the fool there, you know, you see throughout the film whenever uh, Hidetaro is just losing his mind he, and he just he's just getting crazier and that hair is just getting further out there, which, again, is great visualization of how insane he has become. Uh, and the fool goes through his own stuff, too. But he starts saying sillier things throughout the, the film. And, you know, there's a very good uh, a, a very long stretch of time there where the fool isn't with him at all i wondered how much of that too at one point i mean it was when saber on the others find him it's very clear this isn't the case but i almost wondered too how much of that eventually was going to be that the fool wasn't actually there like he had hallucinating him or seeing him um and the reason for that is because there are versions of king lear where he has a similar role of someone and he thinks he's there the whole time and when he's found later um by others he's talking to himself but to the viewers, it's seen as though he's talking to someone else, and it's because this other person just made up. Uh, so I, I wondered if that was something else that uh, was going to be in the film too. I don't know if that's anything y'all noted or or had any opinion on. 
Nope. Okay, good. See, look at that. <laughs> I found something that no one else even cared about. We can move on to the end. Let's wrap it up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> it, it, it's, it sucks that, like, there, there was not one film where I was just like, was, it was okay, and it, it should be, like, less. But, like, every film that we watch, I was like, this is really fucking good. <laughs> like, I don't... You're welcome. I actually... Yeah, I actually had to change uh, mine midway. I saw, I I saw you change it, it just now. Much. Yeah, I didn't change it too much, but like I thought about it. Uh, I guess we can go and I I recommend this film. Uh, uh, I thought it was it, it very raw emotions. Like this is like I talk in in the messenger on Facebook with you guys. Like, and I know most of you guys are like shut up, and save it for the show. But I literally couldn't. Uh, I had to do the raw emotion. Uh, to the part where I was kind of like, you know, uh, just just to bring up the part like when Lady Kaide was like right in this very room, I saw my mother kill myself. I audibly said, "You should kill yourself," uh, to Lady Kaide <laughs> because I was so mad at her, uh, what she was doing. But I understand why she was doing it. Uh, but oh, I highly too. recommend this movie. And I'm pretty sure you recommend this movie. <laughs> yeah, I recommend all these movies, but uh, this one in particular, um. I'd seen it before, and um, when we get to rankings, I'm going to say, because I, I pre-ranked everything before we watched it, and I was like, I don't think this is going to change much. Everything changed so dramatically. So uh, this movie, like, re-surprised me. I don't know what it is. I don't know if I've matured the right way or seen the right movies or had the right life experiences, but, uh, uh, oh, my God. This, this this movie's fantastic, as I'm going to try to illustrate shortly. But yeah, of course. Mm -hmm. Zach. The yeah. It's a, it's a great movie. The great Lord proclaims its greatness. Uh, I fought upon the, the fields of, of cinematic uh, warfare and, and and killed the other movies and, and claimed this one. <laughs> this, is, this is good. Go watch it. Your turn, Chaz. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's highly recommended. Uh, even again, there were there was actually a theme toward the end of what we were watching, which was great. Uh, we finished strong from Rashomon on in the in the uh, the field of it does not need to be a you need you don't need to be a fan of samurai movies or trying to get into samurai movies to watch these films. These are movies that have their own in-depth stories that are worth watching regardless of what you're into. This is a near three-hour movie, and I couldn't recommend this movie more to, to anyone. Uh, so, again, it's, it's a ma masterpiece. All right. Well, it is time for the final ranking. Um, I, 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 everybody agree. Well, l l let me do my ranking. I, I'm like already going into final. Let me do my Damn, ranking. Are you first. having stroke dubs? Just tell us your yeah. films. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Number six, I have Sword of Doom. Number five, I have Twilight Samurai. Number four, I have Seven, seven Samurai. Number three, Ran, Ron, Ran, whatever you say. Uh, number two, uh, Rashomon. And number one, Hara Kiri at number one. I'm going to go next. Uh, sorry. Let's, let's run all the rankings down. I got to run them down. Like I said, I ranked, I pre ranked these moves before we did it. I really thought I was going to do Samurai, Seven Samurai number one. Why wouldn't I? Oh my God. 
Uh, then maybe Ron, and then probably Harakiri, and then Sword of Doom, and then Twilight Samurai movie I'd never seen before. But, oh my god, my ranking is completely screwed up. I'll start at the bottom like Dubs did, though. Uh, Sword of Doom at number six, Twilight Samurai at number five, a big surprise. Uh, Rashomon at number four, that was hard to come to terms with. Seven Samurai at number three, which is also hard to come to terms I'm going to get my film stop card revoked. Uh, Harakiri at number two, and like I said, the huge surprise, Ron at number one. Like, I, I literally laughed and I literally cried. <laughs> the movie's so great. Uh, right. Chaz, why don't you go next? Because apparently yours is going to be very easy to follow mine with. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'll make it easy. Everything that Andy said. No, <laughs> no really though, I, 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 honestly, I like the way I have my Google Docs pulled up, like, I, I usually do it on my phone. I'm going to pull it up because I don't want to see what everybody else has. Um, but I started to come up and I realized at, toward the uh, when I was getting closer to the top and filling it out that uh, our like the bottom two looked like everyone was kind of matched. But uh, but yeah, to, I'll just rerun the, the rankings uh, as Andy had said it. But we we met, we had a match, which means that we are right because two of us had the exact same. So no That's one else can argue anything. Yeah, we're twinsies here. Uh, According yes. to Mark Twain. <laughs> well, well, Mark Mark Twain said a lot of really dumb shit and freely used N word. So uh, you know, I, I mean, the same could be said for you at certain the, the, times in your life. Well, th- yeah, I drink Bud Light, and the, and a clock, even a broken one, is still right twice. But anyway, uh, <laughs> sort of doom at six. Moving on, uh, five uh, Twilight Samurai, uh, four Rashomon, three Seven Samurai. Number two, Harakiri, and number one, Ron. I will say this: I, I did have a difficult time between one, two, and three. Uh, I don't give, I don't, I don't give numerical rankings. I, I, I actively put them out, but I would say all three of those movies are within one tenth to two tenths of one another in terms Same. of where they land. So, again, when, if the wind blew a certain way, that that top three could look totally different. But uh, I, I actually, for the same point you mentioned. Ron just hit such a huge depth. I, I audibly belly laughed and I openly wept. So it is a beautiful movie. So it's really hard to beat that. And also it's hard to beat a movie that is three hours long that can keep your attention the entire time. If it can you do that, it. that's a big win. So it's two hours and 45 minutes. 15 minutes is a big difference between, you know, one thing and another. Sure. <laughs> All right. Stop rounding up, everybody. It's lazy. <laughs> All right, here, here we go. Hang on. Oh, God damn it. It's being stupid. All right. Twilight Samurai, number six. Oh. Uh, Sword of Doom at number five. Oh. Yeah. Daring today, are we? No. Uh, this is just <laughs> what I think. Seven Samurai at number four. Whoa. Hmm. I mean, mm. remember my reaction to it, though? No, yeah, that's, 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 that's all. Harakiri is number three. Oh. Rashomon is number two. Whoa, another Ron. Ron yeah. is number one. Ron really ran away with this one. Ha 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 Ron at uh, number one, but Ron should be number one. Yeah. Yes. We'll go. We'll go. 
What's your case? What? There's a, there is no case. You're saying the argument's so lopsided, your ISP agrees with us. Won't even let you argue. <laughs> yeah, it seems like it. <laughs> the internet's trying to cancel your opinion here or something. My, my, internet, my internet's fine. I don't know what's going on. Maybe it's StreamYard. Uh, so uh, there's no debate, right? Ron at number one? Ron, I mean, one. unless you want to make... Why, why is it not number one for you? Yeah, yeah I mean, why did you... Why Rashomon or Harakiri? Uh, uh, Harakiri um, and Rashomon, I thought, in my opinion, um, I like the characters in that, but I don't have a, a big debate. This is more personal for me than, than anything. Sure. Uh, so, like, I connected somehow with the Harakiri guy. <laughs> like, you know, him knowing uh, the person that <laughs> killed himself with the bamboo fucking uh, katana. Uh, and or whatever blade it was that him exposing the bullshit of the samurai code. Yeah, that that was that was fucking cool. Uh, and Rashomon, I just loved the. It, it felt like a very like clue like uh film where we're like connecting the dots, and I I like that. We're just like oh yeah. who who who's telling the truth here? Uh, it felt like a mystery, and I I kind of I'm a sucker for mysteries. I guess uh, yeah, that that makes a lot of sense. Um. My my ranking it should be asterisked a little bit because I've seen most of these movies several times, and like I was talking about seeing Ron several times, I appreciate it more now than I ever have in my entire life. Rashomon, after repeated viewings, is still an excellent movie. It's well directed, well acted, but after the mystery's gone, it doesn't quite have that punch. So maybe that's why I've got Rashomon languishing at number four. I mm-hmm. I I guess the big question i have because uh we all have sort of doom at number six zach why do you have twilight samurai at number six um twilight samurai i wasn't as engaged by as sort of doom uh i just thought the the character the plot of sort of doom was more engaging initially than twilight samurai is uh, yeah, yeah. And Tw- Twilight Samurai was was way more of a drama than like what any of these other movies are. Like yeah. Ra- like you say about Rash- Rashomon's more like kind of like a weird kind of mystery almost, just setting up the Jinokeki thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, actually, that's interesting. Like in that that regard, Rashomon's just unique. Yeah. Again, especially the, the time period where it comes from, but. Uh, but yeah, I get that though. I, I mean, it, it, they are they're, like all these movies that are there. We're using a theme for them, but uh, because of the period Plus, they're, they're they're representative of, but they're different films. Yeah, like several Plus, of them are different flavors. Sword of Doom has the most badass scene uh, of any of these movies, where uh, Nakada is like wa- like <sighs> watches Toshiro Mifune murder like thirty people, and he makes that guy grovel and, and makes him apologize. Mm-hmm. It's fucking amazing. Yeah, that, <laughs> that, that, that's yeah. yeah, that that's such a cool fucking scene. <laughs> like I'm not even I'm not even exaggerating. That's like the coolest scene in all these movies. <laughs> it's funny too because um like. To debate sort of Doom versus Twilight Samurai is just such an interesting thing because the two protagonists are so opposite ends of a spectrum. I mean, yeah. one's a murderer; he's a bad guy. Yeah, one yeah. of them is like an awful person, and the other one is doing his best to be the best person he could manage to be on his own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but 
yeah, that's I don't know. It, it's it's a little bit of a taste thing, and the other, like I said, it uh, it took a little bit longer for me to get the Twilight Samurai than any of these other movies almost. So, but it, I got there. Zach just likes murderers more. I like oh. murder. I like. <laughs> That was a joke I was gonna make. I was worried my my delay was gonna be there. I was like, the Great Lord prefers psychopaths. So uh, the, great, the Great Lord also created a meme out of Sword of Doom. Apologize now. Yeah, <laughs> <just> now. <laughs> that is true. Well, what's funny is like I'm yeah. Well, not not with like the whole like oh there must be murder. Like uh, I'm just I, kidding about that anyway. That's yeah, a I, I know, but my thing is like I kind of <laughs> like. The dr- the drama of it, like the characterization, I think had like the Twilight Samurai guy had more depth than the the guy from the uh, Sword of Doom. My opinion. Uh, oh, I mean, they could yeah, also... I think you're right, though. Yeah. Yeah. So like, yeah, they both are at the opposite end and they both did have some kind of journey <laughs> where, you know, where they ended up and stuff. Uh, I... I when we get to my themes, uh, as far as movies, you're gonna t- you're gonna see why I like a lot of drama stuff more than action. And I'm not even saying my theme yet because we still have to go through Chaz's. But I already picked out a theme and the movies, and it's it, something like Twilight Samurai is gonna be my taste in movies. Yeah, I lean yeah. a bit more to, towards action than drama. Yeah. I'm not saying I don't like dramas. There's there's movies I like where they. Our dramas that are great. My favorite genre is good movie. Yep, I like a good story, I, and I'm. It's kind of like ice cream. Like sometimes I'm in the mood for strawberry. I sometimes I'm in the. I can eat coffee flavored ice cream as long as it tastes good. There you go. If, it, if it's cheaply made chocolate, I'm probably not going to like it as much as I would a really good vanilla. I mean, you're talking to somebody that loves genre films. I like. Yeah. I, I love horror shit. So yeah. 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 But anyway, <laughs> sort of doom. It's going to have to go at six, I think. I yeah, think Twilight yeah. Samurai, we should go ahead and slot in at number five. Um, I really sure. think Harakiri should be at number two. I don't know if any if you guys want to put forward Rashomon or Seven Samurai. I'm, just, I'm feeling Harakiri at two. I don't know if someone wants to shout me down. Uh, I, mean, I, I have no qualms. I have no qualms. I th- I, mine was at number one was Harakiri, so... Yeah, I think I think for that reason alone, I think again, I always look at this in a weird, like boring way of you don't need to argue it with your heart or anything. Just the numbers kind of fit like you have it rated as number one and uh, two of us have it at number two and someone has it at number three. Yeah. Whereas Rashomon is at number two twice, but it's also number four twice. It just doesn't hold up the same weight, I don't think. Well, also, I'm really excited because that means now we get to have an argument that film scholars have been having since like the mid 50s what's better rashomon or seven samurai i'm gonna rashomon. say seven samurai because as long as we win that then you See, and i right there immediately the two of you came came at each other <laughs> no, I, I want my list to be the same so if my final list is the same as uh or if the final list is the same as what i picked that means i'm right and i win so now that that's the case seven samurai wins and i have Look, no other argument that i'm right here's here's my whole argument for it uh, I also think Seven Samurai should go over Rashomon. They're both fantastic movies. They're both like 9 out of 10, 10 out of 10 movies. They're both extremely well acted. They're both extremely well directed. They're both extremely well shot, blocked, lit, costumed. Everything about them is fantastic. 
they're both extremely important. They're both extremely important to film. They're both extremely important to like film history. They're both extremely important to like film education. But Seven Samurai has way more moving parts, which I think makes it more impressive, which I think gives it the edge. It might have almost too many moving parts. Maybe. To the point to where maybe somebody could argue, is it bloated a bit? Maybe. You could. And if you if you were going to do so, now would be the time. Because I don't think so. I, I, is, I, I think Samurai is good. Now is the time. I said it before. You probably cut 20 minutes off that movie. And I still believe it. <laughs> Here, Here's my thing. When we watch Seven Samurai, I'm like, I don't know what could top this. And then we watch all these other movies. And, <laughs> and I watched Rand and it uh, topped all of it. Look, I thought yeah. I thought really hard about the order we watch these in. So give me a yeah. little credit here. <laughs> so, Andy, you are correct on everything. Um, I just what? have to <laughs> lean. You're just right about everything. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but I have to what? lean towards Zach a little. Pussy. <laughs> <laughs> I have to lean towards Zach on the time thing, though. I yes, it is greatly long. shot. We, we all just agreed Ron was the best one, and that was the longest movie we watched. Would you, you don't feel you don't feel you, the length of Ron though? Would you, got, you rather you watch filmmaking? What can I say? Because you said you said it yourself. How could you stop watching it when you start? Yeah, <laughs> I, I fucking couldn't. I tell you, I, I even when the movie was over, I couldn't stop watching it. No, I was like, this is awesome. But, but when I was watching Sam yeah. Samurai, I'm like. Man, I'm glad there's this intermission. I got up and I made some food. <laughs> yeah, I, it was nice to have that little break because it is long. But would you rather watch Seven Samurai once or watch Rashomon twice? Uh, I'd rather twice. watch Rashomon twice because there's different stuff you could take from uh, you know what happens in that story. Different takes you could. Well, I didn't notice that that guy said that and looked that way. What's that mean? Like you know stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You can't really infer any of that from Seven Samurai. It's a pretty straightforward movie. Oh, I think you can. I think you totally can. In what way? I especially when it comes to Takashi Shimura, because his character, the whole movie, is just like really reserved until it's time to like shout at some people or go into battle or something like that. He has a lot of range, but and, and you know it's kind of again it's not fair. I've seen this movie several times. You guys have seen it once. But when you know to look for it, you can see that warrior boiling, below, you know, below the surface. It's it's there the whole time. And the same thing with um, with uh, uh, Mifune's character. Like you, you kind of start getting what he is about. In so much that he used to be a farmer or whatever. In a lot, of, in how he looks at the recruiters, the two people who come to find Samurai, and it's. it's I, I don't. It's. They, I'm just saying it's there. I'm not saying it's like extremely well pronounced. I'm not saying it's as good as it is in Ron or Rashomon or or fucking Goodfellas or whatever. I'm just saying yeah. it's there. That's all. It's just, there. I noticed it my first time watching it too. <laughs> but I don't know. To me, there's a little bit more in Rashomon for you to like ruminate over. Look, I. Uh, I can. I, I can let Rashomon go ahead. Like honestly, I'm just thrilled with the whole thing. You guys liked. I, I weaseled into six movies and I'm pretty sure all three of you liked all six of them. So uh, honestly, I'm, just, I'm buying, I'm, I'm, I'm happy as can be. Oh, this is like I'm us picking out movies. like the NBA all-star lineup and then pu- putting one on the bench. Yeah. Like that's, that's what we're doing here. This is like literally 92 dream team of, of like these types of films. Like, I, and I want to watch more. So like, I'm, I'm just like, like, actually, I want to ask 
it's unrelated. I know we're talking about the other, but we'll... we're talking about Charles Barkley versus Scottie Pippen right now. We're like, guys, man, one of these guys is just not as good as the other one. Man, <laughs> man, that rush man, he terrible, uh, terrible. <laughs> no, I, I, I agree. I can concede it, and, and doing the boring thing, looking at it based on like score, like again, Rashomon across our, our board is higher consistently. So I, I think Rashomon at three is probably the right call. To be fair, I actually I said at first the top three would be the ones that are separated, but it's really top four for me. Rashomon and Seven Samurai have the same score for me. So I don't know why I said before top three. So like the top four movies are all within like two decimal points from one another for me anyway, as is. And again, they're all just great. Um, I just had a question. I saw this yesterday after I'd watched the movie. It, it was just kind of an uncanny thing that just happened. Uh, just randomly on a subreddit, one of the gifts that came up was talking about an iconic scene in film. And it was a Kurosawa film that, that changed everything in terms of the landscape of how uh, like, certain like deaths are shot and everything i guess it, and it, this backstory of it it just shows like this duel that happens and then a guy strikes first with a sword and then it causes like this crazy like shatter of our spotter of blood everywhere and it, they talk about how it was a malfunction so i was going to ask if it was yojimbo because that's the movie i haven't watched but or high and low it had to be one or the other but I guess that was the movie there was a malfunction that happened when they did the the scene oh the pressure they, was too high Yes, but they decided to keep it. But that's what effectively decided from then on that that is how that type of uh, death or that type of slash would be filmed, like the delay and then the spatter <laughs> after. And that's like so iconic that it carries through film, anime, manga, everything. Like that's how everything is made now, um, and it is really cool. It, it's totally hilarious that that happened on an accident. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. So that uh, was neat. You said you wanted to watch more. Hopefully our viewers want to watch more. Uh, real quick, if you guys liked Ron, I recommend Kagamusha. It's the movie Kurosawa made right before, and it also stars Tetsuya Nakadai. If you liked Rashomon a whole lot, or for that matter, any of the Kurosawa stuff we watched. Hidden Fortress, uh, famously, the two main characters in it are what um, George Lucas based 3PO and R2-D2 on. Uh, if you liked... Um, if you like Sword of Doom, then you probably just like some good old-fashioned, hardcore, mean samurai bullshit. Three Outlaw Samurai. This movie's also cool. It's got a lot of really good action in it. Um, if you like kind of more of, if you like Seven Samurai and Ron, if you like more of an epic, a long story, um, Mifune stars in the Samurai Trilogy. This is three movies about the life of um, Miyamoto Musashi, and it is oh, yeah. also extremely good. I've seen that on uh, Amazon. I was like, oh shit, I want to watch yeah. this. Highly, highly recommend it as well. And um, Dubs and I have already watched it, but I just also wanted to recommend real quick. Throne of Blood. If you wonder what would have happened if Mifune had been uh, the star in Ron, you get a taste of it right here, baby. I thought you were going to joke around like, oh, me and Dubs watch this. And if you're a fan of uh, b bad, good movies and cops, you can, watch, you can watch Samurai Cops. <laughs> you can watch Samurai again. <laughs> no, but seriously, there's so many good Samurai movies. Uh, that's that's even that. If you watch all six of what we just watched and the five I just recommended, you're barely just scratching the whole surface there. So I, I have to say this because we didn't really uh, – Put in the final. Are you conceding Rashomon at number three? Yeah, like I said, that's fine. I'm I'm already happy as can be. You guys liked all the movies okay. I chose, and I got to rewatch a bunch of my favorite movies of all time. Whoa. Yes, and by the way, uh, at some point I will be owning all these movies that we uh, ranked at the final ranking. 
uh, which is six Sword of Doom, five Twilight Samurai, four Seven Samurai, three Rashomon, two Har- Harry Kiri, and <laughs> one Ron. <laughs> um, so that is the final ranking. What do you guys want? Since I'm going to be going on like podcasting vacation, what what are you three going to be watching uh, next week? You guys pick it yet or no? Or is it going to be a surprise? Oh, uh, we meant to discuss it before the, the show. I guess it's going to have to be a surprise. Um, uh, it's Pride Month. We're going to watch gay movies. <laughs> nice. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> all right, let's go. Strap in. No, it'll, it'll uh, uh, just uh, stand by for programming notices, I guess, because we I, did not discuss it. I do have I do have the update of what we're going to watch after the two weeks. So if we want to give that timeline, though, um, so yeah, we should do that. So, OK, the next two weeks, of course, as you're listening, we're, we're going to have uh, some something a little different from our regular schedule because we're uh, Dub's going to be taking a mini vacation. I, and I'm, I'm still on the fence, depending on how my schedule works out, whether I'll be for one or both of the, the, the next Tuesdays or not. But when we come back and I actually think it, see, I think it's actually on the 4th of July. Am I, am I right? The 4th of July is the Tuesday. So it'll actually be on Independence Day. That's the first Tuesday uh, back. Yeah. Yes. Fourth uh, <laughs> of July. So, yeah. so for America, uh, yeah, uh, is that and just make sure everyone cool with that because my movie actually changes depending if we're going to do on Fourth of July or if we're going to do a different day. I always watch movies on the Fourth of July. See, I'm down. Okay, so we're we're good to say that we're going to do Wait, it then. Zach, okay, you guys- Zach looked like he he has something going on. I won't be available for that day. Okay, well then that is the, the, maybe the week of we'll, we'll still play a week of uh, then uh, it was gonna be I was gonna do a patriotic film uh, for uh, for Fourth of July. Uh, it's still on the same list, but um, well, it, I guess maybe that Wednesday or Thursday we'll do the movie for the week. But we are going to watch Jurassic Park. <laughs> so what? Never, never heard of it. <laughs> yeah. So I'm and just for those listening and and for you guys as well, my theme is not going to be told. Here's how it's gonna go. Each week we'll watch a movie. We will <laughs> hold on. So we're going to watch a we'll watch our movie, and at the end of each week, you guys can take a guess, one single guess on the show, right then and there, on what you think the theme is. And again, we're just gonna unveil it each week as the movies come, and that way nobody gets any extra surprises on what, what it could be. Uh, and viewers can actually tune in and, and give us answers too if they'd like uh, to try to guess a theme. Uh, the first person that's able to guess what the theme of the, the month is, because I have a total of six films. If you can guess what the theme is for the six films, then you win a prize. I'm not going to tell you what it is yet. It'll probably be something shitty. But uh, yeah, you should try to win it. Giant lizards. <laughs> well, yeah. well, what patriotic movie did he choose? It, it, might, it, might be fr- <laughs> it might be Frog DNA. Yeah, if you like frog DNA. Nano DNA. So are you just releasing one movie at a time as far only as only one? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Only one at a time, because otherwise people have a theme and can look at it. Like, However, I will say this the patri- the the quote unquote patriotic movie will be the following week. So you'll get the joke the that following week. It's actually right. really funny that it would have been the patriotic movie. But Sci- we'll science going it. too far. Uh, movies based on novels. Uh, blockbusters from the 90s. Giant lizards. Giant lizards. Giant pile of shit. Fucking personifies the government. I don't know. One great big uh, pile of shit. That's right. 
the fall of man when they try to reach too far. Yeah, that's one great big pile of shit. And the, the patriarchy movie we're going to watch is um, Full Metal Jacket. It's uh, one big shit sandwich. We're all going to take a bite. Shit, that's your, that's your theme. Oh, watch this. Chaz is trying to make the viewers think about things. See, nobody cares. Uh, I get the meme. I get it. Yeah, you're welcome. Norm, all right. Norm yeah, fucking okay. Seinfeld. See? Yeah. <laughs> Newman. Newman, I'm sorry, Norm. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Um, we're not going to go through a commercial Hello, break s- since we're like an hour and 20 minutes. So we're going to go right into the last word uh, where, you know, what the hell we've been watching, playing or doing. Uh, and then we'll get to news later. Uh, I'm going to uh, say the movie because I know you guys love uh, when I talk about my bad movies that I watch. But I'll get <laughs> I'll get I'll get the good movies out of the way. Since we talked about like fucking uh, Keith Urban's Dread, I had to watch Dread again, and that the movie. movie fucked, you mean Carl Urban? Wrong. You said Keith Urban. Keith yeah. Urban, country yeah. singer. I'm Dread. I, I am the law. I, I do Dread. Keith Urban. I dread him, but I'm, I'm the law. law. I knew you were gonna say that. You were gonna walk out on me. <laughs> so I also watch. I was in a serial killer mood uh and watch uh some dr lecter movies i watched red dragon first because i found out that that was a fucking prequel to fucking silence of the lambs because is red dragon good i've meant to yeah, watch it for years and I've never, it's I've never really good it. i recommend it it has fucking I've seen Ed Norman. Silence of the lambs several times has anybody yeah. seen manhunter no no oh the original uh uh prequel to silence of the lambs mm-hmm. is it good too should i watch it too I don't know. I have it here on VHS. someday I'll watch it. Oh, okay, <laughs> it's by Michael Mann. Nice. Oh yeah, uh, the guy he did. I, wa- I uh, watch Silence of the Lambs, and because Jodie Foster is in Silence of the Lambs, I had to watch um, a movie called Contact uh, that Jodie Foster is in, uh, and and. I love Taking that movie. There, aren't you you yeah. were like, I'm in the mood of serial killers. Oh, hey, hey, Clarice. Uh, you know what? Aliens. Let's do that now. Yes. Uh, Did you also <laughs> watch Twister? Uh, <laughs> no. Uh, but Phil Schumer Hoffman was in that. So then I watched Sign Doc New York. But I did watch another alien movie called Dark Skies, um, which is weird movie but it's like a, it's a good it's like not a bad movie um weird shit happens in the neighborhood um little kid sees a, a you know imaginary friend turns out it's fucking aliens and shit and fucking up like three different flocks like 800 birds crashes into the fucking house uh and uh people are walking inside the house it's kind of like a thriller a kind of a little bit of horror uh, and then I moved into a horror movie um, called oh, The Taking of Deborah Logan. Uh, what do you think it's, of that? It's, it, I, it's silly at times, but it's done in a way where it's like uh, it, they're filming a documentary about Alzheimer. Um, and they think that this lady has Alzheimer's, but something's going wrong. I just want to my the part that I really laughed my ass off is weird shit is happening and the main character who's doing like documentary because the lady like left of a stove and she's like well there must be a chair there and the, the guy the rational guy's like are you fucking blind she fucking levitated on a stove 
And then she like telekinetic. I can't say the word, but she like does Jedi powers to open up the window. And he's like, "The fuck are you doing?" He's like, "I'm out of here." He fucking like leaves and shit. And I laugh my ass off. And everything like goes. Yeah, he lived. <laughs> he, um, but I, I recommend it. It was a nice watch. It does have some creepy moments where you're just like, is it going to be a jump scare? But it's not a jump scare, but you're just creepy. Um, so Yeah. A lot of the creepy moments are just some some old, some old bewildered old lady just staring at you. And it's just mm-hmm. like, what the fuck? <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, that's the last thing you want is for someone with Alzheimer's to like have their mitochondrians activate. And then you're like, oh, shit. Like yeah. to be fair, that's that's not the person I want with telekinesis. Yeah, <laughs> not even a joke. Real take, right there. Don't don't give it to the person running through the the, the fucking streets naked, shitting themselves. I, that's bad. That's bad. Yeah, that's that's really bad. He's kidnapping and shit goes crazy. Um, so I had to move on to the found footage. Uh, fucking crap fest. This is where we're getting into bad territory, people. Uh, I watched a movie called Beyond the Sky. It's about a guy who uh, doesn't believe in alien abductions. Finds out that they are being abducted. Then gets abducted by aliens and finds out that the aliens are just advanced humans. And the end. Now, literally. Uh, and they watched this trash film called Creep. It's on Netflix. I was like, what is this movie about? So it's about a guy who uh, found an ad on Craigslist to uh, video um, a cancer patient that's living in the mountains. And he gets like $1,000 for the, like the day and stuff. Um, he goes there. It literally takes a while. It's like 20 to 30 minutes. And you're just like, what the fuck is this? Because he like goes up the stairs and knocks on a door and does this twisty uh, doorbell. And... You're just like, is this supposed to be scary? And then this guy comes out and he's all flamboyant and stuff. He's like, I give hugs. And he like gives him hugs and stuff. And then he starts to wear like wolf costumes and shit. And his name is Peach Fuzz, the costume that he wears. I was like, is this some weird furry fucking horror movie? Um, Technically, I was right. It, it kind of is a furry horror movie. Um, because he starts to like reveal some things where uh, he found out that his wife was watching furry porn. So he came into the house wearing the wolf costume and raped his wife. But then you find out that it's not his wife. It's his sister. And (laughs) it just goes crazy from there. Watch a terrible movie. I actually downvoted. I I downvoted on Netflix. Then I I watched that movie once too. And I, I fucking hated it as well. It was terrible. Yeah. Then I found out they made a sequel uh, called Creep 2. So I had to watch that. And I I, I was like, I did not watch that one. I was like, how bad could this be? It was it was actually pretty good than compared to the first one. Um, He yeah, he lures another person, um, a, a YouTuber who's trying to do like this encounter show where she's like, Ripley's Believe It or Not or something like weird people and weird fantasies and supernatural shit. And um, <laughs> he's, he outright says, I'm a serial killer and I want you to do a documentary on me. And she just like plays it off like, oh, who fucking cares? I'm like, <laughs> she, get, okay. she, she gets naked. Like there's actually nudity in this. So I was like, that's a plus. Um, first, 
Uh, I actually had to think about this. I actually Googled it because I was like, she was kind of flat chested, but you know, she she did have tits. I'm like, am I looking at a man right now? What's going on? No, she's a woman. Uh, so I was like, all right, cool. Um, and she was she was actually she's a director and also an actress. And she did pretty well to the point where she was believable of like at near the end, she gets scared and stuff. But it was better than Creep 1. Um, will I say go watch this? No, it's still shit. But I had a better time watching Creep 2 than Creep 1. And that, that's all I did. Um, I didn't play any games besides like a couple of games uh, with Chaz where he beat my ass with uh, Zangief. He's a nice guy like that. You can't cross pads. Street Fighter. And Mano, yeah. You don't forget Mano. I threw your ass around with Mano, too. I fucking hate her. Yeah. (laughs) No, they were actually fair matches. We had had some even matches. You you beat my ass with Cammy a few times. Mm Mm-hmm. It was glorious at times. (laughs) At times. Yes. Andy, what about you? Uh, I didn't do a whole lot. I played a bunch of Tears of the Kingdom, though. Uh, It's still fun. Nothing really to elaborate on there. Um, I, I randomly decided uh, there was no F1 race this weekend, but 24-hour Le Mans was this was weekend, so I watched a bunch of that, and I had a good old time. Honestly, uh, I didn't know the rules or what's going on quite as well, so I was kind of learning as I go. Uh, it's hard to watch WEC stuff because they have like, they're racing like three different races all on top of each other, but I don't. I was really entertained by it. Like. It, it, I don't really have anything to add beyond, uh, you know, it's one of the biggest racing events of the year. And I decided to give it a shot and I'm a fan. Um, And then also I watched almost the entire first season of Beast Wars. (laughs) 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 I, uh, I can't remember. Oh, I remember what happened. Um, I got up real early in the morning because I wanted to watch the end of 24 hour Le Mans because, you know, it's in fucking France or whatever. And I had to watch it at weird hours. And after that, I like fell asleep and took a little nap. And then when I woke up, there uh, I was just looking at YouTube videos on my television because I'm lazy. And there was a new episode of Worst Fighting Game, that Matt Make Muscles series. Yeah. And it was about the Beast Wars fighting game. And I was I like, man, I, I used to love that uh, show when I was a kid. I wonder if I can watch it. Uh, every episode is on Tubi. And I was like, I guess play. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> I just I just played Tears of the Kingdom and watched Beast Wars. I'm on episode. 25 or something i don't know i'm about halfway Here's through the, the series Wolfers. are you are you hyping yourself up for the transformers beast wars fucking movie <laughs> i mean that it came to mind because i was like i bet you i'm not the only one watching this this right now because the i keep seeing that trailer everywhere but no it was just because i saw that uh matt mcmuscles video and it made me think about the series um i haven't watched a uh transformers movie since the second one i think I think it's been since the second one. Honestly, if I was going to see one, though, it'd be it'd be cool to see this one. I'd be fun with that because, like I said, I, I mean, Beast Wars. That was my that's my favorite Transformers series, just because I watched it as a kid. Yeah, it was it's always on that, in the morning. Yeah, it was just on, so I got to watch it, and it has that shitty reboot look. It's the 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 people who made reboot. It, this was the next series they made after that. Of course, I looked oh. it up because I was like, this had this has to have some connection with the reboot people. People, uh, yeah, it's the exact same people. Reboot yeah. is also on Tubi. That makes sense. I might uh, watch some of that sometime <laughs> too because that's something else. Like, like I was like, I'm gonna watch two episodes of this and realize it's a piece of shit and turn it off. I'm having a good time. It's a fun show. <laughs> Yeah. To be rules. Hey, hey, Dubs, like before 
before we move on, wasn't there something else you watched? Didn't you watch the new Spider-Man movie? Oh yeah, I forgot it. the oh. Spider Spider Verse. Yeah, <laughs> obviously he loved it. <laughs> I've been waiting to hear about it. He told us about Creep One and Two. Uh, <laughs> uh, how was it? That was it good. Yeah, it was. It was. It's a good story. I actually like the story in this in this movie compared to the first one. But I still hate the art style. Shit. Did they do? But, oh really? I I like it. I mean yeah. I get it though. It is kind of striking, so it may not be everyone's flavor. Did Did they do justice to Spider Man Twenty Ninety Nine? Yeah, um, the I love the the um, it's, Miles Morales is great in anim, animation form, um, and I just don't dig his comics. I I don't care for the comics, but I think his yeah, anim- they, they get him right and everything else right now. It's just yeah, the oh, yeah, books the game he's born. Too. Yeah, the yeah. game he's cool, he's cool in the game too. People like him in that. Yeah, it has depth and. As long as I think it's like two hours and some minutes, uh, I forgot how long it was, but it didn't feel that. If I actually wanted more, um, as far as story wise, but again, I don't like the art. <laughs> and you Miles like Morales is Miles so. Morales. <laughs> yeah. Did All Peter right, cool. B. Parker <laughs> come back? The best version of Spider Man? Yes. Good. Sweet. Good. Am, I, am I delaying big time? This is weird. <laughs> yeah, dude, since you started, you started talking about Beyond the Sky, and the only thing that's been Beyond the Sky has been your internet connection. Like, not gonna lie. Yeah, it's it's, it's been rough. It like it's, even it's, back it's, out after a minute, but yeah, yeah. I, someone out there just doesn't like you have an NSA agent or something listening, and they're just like, nah, cutting you off. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna burst his packets with some bullshit. Slow him down. Yeah. Well, to be fair, I, at first I thought of all this. I thought it was me because it's raining kind of hard here, but it stopped and and no one else was cutting out. So yeah, you just you pissed somebody off, Dub. Usually it's me, but I I noticed you were a little weird, and the two of them aren't. So I don't, I don't know what the fuck's going on. Level four. It doesn't matter. Points. We're wrapping up anyway. Zach, what'd you watch and play yeah. and do and read Check. and play and jump and and eat? Yeah, what'd you eat? Oh. What'd you eat this week, Zach? I uh, burgers. I I made a pasta salad and I ate that. <laughs> And uh, yeah. I also uh, made pizza. Uh, 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 yeah. So <laughs> I watched I watched uh, uh, Sphere Hunter plot analysis for Resident Evil 4. It's been pretty interesting so far. Um, she goes really in-depth into, like, just super highly detailed little bits and bobs and, like, the environmental storytelling or, or some of the files in case he missed a couple. Stuff like that. It's been pretty great. I'm almost done with it. Um I did actually learn a couple things I didn't really consider or uh, something I missed out on completely uh, in my first playthrough because I haven't played through it again is uh, Mendez's attic in his house. I fucking skipped that <laughs> my first playthrough. I couldn't go back. I got, I got, uh, they shut the door on me on that one. Oh, uh, same thing. I missed it the first time. And the second time I made sure to go out of my way to go do that. Yeah. So whenever I play it again, which I don't know, might still be a little ways from now because I was gonna wait till Separate Ways comes out and I was gonna just play through the game that way again. Tell us about it. Yeah, but uh, pretty cool. I also watched uh, the second episode of Dark Side of the Ring uh, that has Magnum TA in it. Uh, that was pretty cool. Uh, Magnum TA was gonna be a big uh, star in wrestling, and uh, he crashed a Porsche and uh, exploded his C5 vertebrae. <laughs> 
<laughs> he couldn't be a big star. <laughs> because so, of that. Sounds like he went hard. Uh, well, the funny thing was he was just driving home. He wasn't even like inebriated or anything. It was oh, raining though. Man, he he hydro he hydroplaned and hit like a fucking telephone pole. Oh, that sucks. You said it was a Porsche, so I thought like he was like hot dogging or something. Nah, he. I mean, he might have been driving fast because it was a Porsche, but you know, and he was like in his mid twenties. So. Just go fast. You know. Yeah, yeah, that's what Porsche go room. I mean, it does nothing room. else. Yeah, that's, that's but uh, Magnum, uh, I want to watch the series of matches he has with like Nikita Koloff, and I want to see some of his shit now after uh, watching that. Uh, my favorite part was like he feuded with Nikita Koloff, a guy who was like a Russian heel, and then it's like when he. He had his accident and stuff. They, they turned it around. They had to come up with another babyface. So they turned the key to call off babyface. And in the 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 NWA, the Jim Crockett promotion magazine, there's like a picture of him with like a single tear going down his cheek, and he says, "I cry for Magnum TA." That was his babyface turn because <laughs> he worked, respect, yeah. he respected him, I guess, at the end of that fucking seven series of matches where he he won. Uh, uh, the the Russian beat him, but. Yeah, he gained his respect, I guess, is the way they played it off. But uh, also pl- been playing uh, Street Fighter VI in bursts here and there. I still haven't really played much single-player stuff on it yet. Uh, and now that I got Diablo Four and I'm playing it too, that's probably going to be on the back burner for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been playing it so far. I'm not very far in. I- I'm just got a character up to like le- level 11 or 12. But uh, Pretty cool so far. I'm enjoying it. Uh, and then I put a qu- <laughs> uh I'm not playing it yet, but I bought Fantasy Star on the Switch, uh, the M2 port of Fantasy Star, the original that was the yeah. Master System. <laughs> I've bought their ports before. I've got several of them. I've got like uh, uh, out uh, Virtual Racing, um, and I think a couple other ones on there. Uh, Shinobi. They're all on sale right now for like two bucks, except Sonic 1 and Sonic 2, which who the fuck cares because our Origins Plus is about to come out. But if yeah. you have a Switch and you like Genesis games, get the M2 Sega Ages ports. They own. Yeah, because there's they're great ports. Uh, they they don't cut any corners or anything uh, getting they them add on, stuff. on there. They add things. Like in Fancy Star, they added a map for when you traverse the dungeons because you traverse the dungeons in a first-person view. It's not top-down. Uh, and before you had no map, you had to create a map. <laughs> so that's that's pretty great. Uh, they also included the FM uh, add-on uh, from the Mark III, uh, so you get the FM music as well as the original, and it's like amazing. Mm-hmm. That's, that's uh, pretty cool. It's it's awesome. But I also saw there were some other uh, new M2 ports I didn't know about. This one just came out uh, pretty recently, though. Apparently, well, uh, what? Yeah, the Fantasy Star one. I, f- I guess it came out like two weeks ago or something. No, that's not true. I've I've had it longer than that. Oh, is it? Oh, okay. It no, they actually. Be- um, sadly, like a year or two ago, uh, someone asked Sega, "Hey, are you guys gonna release any more of those M2 ports on the Switch?" And they're like, "No, we have no plans to release any more of those." And everyone was like, "Ah, I'm fucking stupid," because they released like Herzog's Y. And yeah, something a, else out of left field, and everyone was like, oh, are, "Are you going to start releasing a bunch of cool, interesting, weird stuff instead of Sonic again?" And they said, "No, we're done." <laughs> well, <skip> it. <laughs> I was going to say they did. They did port like two or three games that are like kind of unknown. Like uh, Alex one was Kid one, is one. 
Yeah, Alex Kidd. Uh, one another one is this game. I can't even remember the name of. It's something Japanese. I'm pretty sure, but they they still put it out. Some kind of weird party arcade game or something. Mm. They uh, did the weird uh, Master System Poyo Poyo as well. Yeah, they uh, Fantasy Zone's another good one. Um, the big one I saw though was Columns Two, uh, and is it Columns? It's like that weird little puzzle game on Genesis. Mm. There, yeah, there was there was Columns. And there was Columns 3. They skipped 2. That's because 2 was only in arcades. It never got a home release. I didn't know oh, that. I, yeah, I remember having Columns 3 on the Game Gear. Yeah, I, I had I had it on the Game Gear as well. It was uh, yeah. it came as a pack-in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, col- columns, they did Columns 2, and I'm like, I'm going to buy that just on principle just because you can't play it. <laughs> it's two bucks. Why not? <laughs> Played all three. <laughs> uh, but, oh, that's great. Yeah, I was gonna. I was fixing to actually jump back into playing Fantasy Star Two, but now I just bought this new version of it of the first game, so I might play it instead. Yeah. <laughs> uh, other than that, uh, not much else I got into. Uh, pretty much it. <laughs> I wanted to shout out uh, the M2 port of Outrun on the Switch. Also amazing, yes. amazing. Get that. I, I command you. The Great Lord commands that you get Outrun on Switch. It, it has all the, the the tracks to play, and they added all the tracks from the arcade. It's, it's so cool. It's got it all. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Chaz, you're up. Yeah. So uh, as far as watching stuff, uh, I had also watched the uh, first two episodes of Dark Side of the Ring. Um, so the Magnum TA was the the second episode. The first episode um, was Chris Candido and uh, Tammy Sitch or Sonny and goes through their career. Uh, man, that was a, such a tragic story. It mm. felt rough too. Like they, they get Jim Cornette to do a lot on the, these shows. And, and again, Jim Cornette is a character, man wears his emotions on his sleeve. And that's why he's so entertaining. I don't think I've ever seen him so upset and talking about this, this episode. He gets he gets so frazzled talking about this because uh, he's the one that helped discover and, and put Chris Candido on the map, and his story is so tragic. If you don't know, uh, pretty classic thing of guy that's not like the biggest person in the world finally gets his big break, but then it kind of gets cast aside uh, in in wrestling. Ends up you know because wrestling's such a hard. Uh, thing where you're doing all these things and basically killing yourself out there for for fans he ends up uh with some issues with addiction uh after several years like kind of just getting washed up he gets himself cleaned up and shortly after getting cleaned up gets on a run in tna and is getting back out there and then in a title match he he makes a false step like to try to like avoid being caught on camera like missing a or taking a bump and he he breaks his leg and he has surgery, but everything seems like it's going to be well. And he is determined that he wants to show up as soon as possible after the surgery. So he shows up after the surgery to like the next pay-per-view event to be there and flies across country. Basically after a surgery, he gets a <sighs> blood clot, gets a pulmonary embolism and dies. Jesus Christ. It's fucking tragic. Yeah. Uh, and it, it, especially for someone who actually turned his life for like, had already like, Made it once, could have been satisfied with it, but then like hit a low, started to turn his life around, and then that's how it ends. That was, uh, that was what Cornette says. He was so dedicated to the wrestling business, he killed him. Yeah, <laughs> literally, literally let it kill him. It, it is so heartbreaking. Um, it was really good. It was a really good watch. Um, and then the stuff about uh, 
uh, Tammy Sitch is also interesting too because man, she is quite the quite the fox, uh, and I mean that in terms of uh, our in reference to our show earlier. She is a manipulative person, and also if you don't know, she's went out and done a lot of really rough things, had several DUIs, and then she ended up uh, committing uh, uh, involuntary manslaughter. Uh, mm when she uh, killed someone after driving under the influence. So she is, she's going to be in prison for a while. She was but. also a Fox back in the day in she, terms she of, of looks. <laughs> she was the That's, most downloaded woman on the internet back in like I, 1996 or seven. That is very true. Yes. She, she also was a looker, but she, she used that to her advantage. But uh, <laughs> that all said, uh, both of those episodes are really good. I think episode three actually comes out tonight. So I'll probably check it out. After. Uh, yeah. I think that's uh, uh, Adrian Adonis or, or uh, it's either that or it's the uh, um, Graham's, the Graham family one. Okay, that'll be really good. Um, as far as other things to watch, uh, so remember that time you told me to watch something else other than like the typical white bread animes? Nah, uh, I got on Crunchyroll and Dragon Ball Z was on, and I was like, oh, I wonder how much of this they have. Nope, they have the whole fucking series in English. Yeah, you better up. watch I'm sure you've never seen Dragon Ball Z before. Uh, yep, never watched it. So uh, I have already finished both the Saiyan and I literally finished the Frieza Saga today. Oh my god! So I've that's like ninety. <laughs> hey, you know what's funny? I remember as a kid thinking, "Dear God, he took ten years to make that spirit bomb," or like all oh, this shit took forever. Listen, it is a three hundred episode anime, and the and Saiyan Saga and Frieza Saga happen in the first hundred. Like it is only one third of it. That Android saga is going to make, like, I'm pretty sure I'm, I'm going to be able to, to make another child in the time that it's going to take me to watch the Android saga. Well, yeah, but Jesus you need to watch Christ. it back to back to back to back to back. When we were kids, we had to wait till next week. And well, yeah, well, week or I think when I watched it before, like because of how it was airing, it was like every day. It was like Monday through yeah, Friday. Yeah, Tsunami did it like every day. And I remember yeah, every yeah. once in a while on the weekend, they would like show everything to catch you but, up. But not just that. When it was new, it, yeah, we, we'd have to wait every week. But then the story would not continue and it would start all over. And then now you're oh waiting my months. God, yeah. Months. Oh, oh. Yeah, that, that got <laughs> dark ages. I remember that happened like right smack in the middle of the Boo saga, which already was kind of frustrating. And I was thinking, oh well, this will be this will clearly happen. And they're building up the whole Gohan thing, and and then some bullshit happens, and Boo just absorbs someone else. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> I was so fucking mad. And then it like went to the thing where like we we're gonna start over, and I'm like, wait, yeah, what? This what starts at, at, at Kame House, and I'm like, what the fuck now? <laughs> It's like, what? No. What happens? Is they going to save him? And then, of course, like, you finally get that weird resolution where they turn Vegito and a piece of chocolate, and he's a fighting Vegito. piece of candy. Yeah. And then, uh, and then bullshit happens, and he turns into a kid, and he's like, fuck it, I'm going to blow the up. Man, I tell you what, nothing made me angrier than that 11 year old me sitting there trying to watch that on my, my hijacked direct TV chip thing in the like, early 2000s. <laughs> late nineties. I oh, so fucking mad. Uh, but I loved it. So anyway, we're going to get there. I'll, like in a couple weeks, I'll be done. Cause I've, I've already in a week, I've already watched a third of it. So I'll burn through all that shit real quick. Um, so, uh, video game wise, I've, I've the only thing I have played, if I've played anything that's been street fighter doing some labbing. Uh, I finally got the pieces to f- adjust my, my fight stick. Got the, uh, got all the, the little details there. I adjusted the spring so it's heavier, and you know I have an eight-way instead of a four-way gate. So 
things are good there. I got new flashy buttons to match the stick, so it's all green, so it looks cool. And went on uh, on the line and thought, oh, it's finally time. The stick seems like it works well. Even though I probably should play with controller, I'll, I'll play with the stick. And decided I'll jump in, and I was doing pretty well in casual games, so I, I was like, okay, this is fine. Let's play some ranked. And I ranked in iron, which is lower than bronze. Uh, I got my ass beat a couple times because uh, when you're unranked, they just pair you against whoever. And I got my ass beat by some platinums, and I guess they just thought that was ruthless, and they were like, "You fucking suck." So then I proceeded to like play. I think I played like 50 after I did placement matches. I played like 50 or so matches, and I had like a 60 like plus percent win rate, like probably closer to 70. And I climbed all the way out, uh, and I actually got right at the peak of getting to silver, and then I lost my placement match for silver. So I'm in the high bronze now but uh so i'm just grinding through but uh the stick works great i love how it moves um i probably still am a little better with the controller because this is the first time i've really set myself to just like adjust and play with the stick but especially it's with grapplers cool. it's not as cool but also the grapplers just play better like for me at least with the fat like it plays better and then once you get used to it it's good it's one of those things i've always wanted to do anyway like i'd be curious to go back and play dragon ball fighter z with it to see how how well i would adjust because um, again, the games are just different. One thing I'm trying to get used to, especially in rank, is people just finding ways to just like again, it's like cheap techniques of just trying to like spam the um, the impact kick, drive um, impacts. Yeah, and just trying to again, it's really easy to go in the lab and and training and just learn like combos and other stuff and like. But neutral is a big part of Street Fighter. It's not just a combo heavy game. You have to know how to do the neutral. You have to know how to parry. Um, so I'm, I'm still adjusting to that on the stick. I'd finally gotten those things down on a controller, but I'm not reacting quickly enough on the stick, which is a big reason why I'm losing the matches I do. Um, but I'll get there. It's it's a work in progress. My goal actually is in rank to only play with Mano and only to play with the stick. So it, it literally is just a representation of what I'm doing with those rather than anything else. Um, and so far, uh, I've, I mean, I'm not, I haven't busted a blood vessel yet, so that's good. <laughs> so far, so good. I'm waiting for yeah. you to be like Dubs and be like, I hate this fucking game, I quit. Uh, no, it hasn't happened yet. Although I will, I will say, my blood was boiling a few times playing some modern players who are playing Zangief, who I very clearly know they are hitting one button to do the 720 finisher. <laughs> their goal, all their goal is is to bully you into a corner, hit the drive impact, and then they just use their level three finisher. That's actually pretty frustrating, but again, it's a game. Whatever, that's fine. Uh, I've I've pulled some neat uh, wins. I've stolen some some games. I've gotten a couple perfect wins. Uh, so I mean, I've again, I've had my fair share of bullshittery too. When in doubt, be cheap. If they back yep. you in a corner like that, it's fucking cheap, man. Yep, it's true. Uh, among other things, uh, uh, the last thing I, I did. Uh, so I played in a Pokemon. Uh, trading card game event uh I, there was this this weekend actually is when the new set paldea evolved officially dropped did you beat um, like 30 kids and leave that one kid laying on the ground and you like put your knee on his back and force him to apologize because everybody else lost apologize now did you do close that? it was okay. close it was, it was, it was <laughs> technically he's technically an adult he can register to vote uh so yeah they we have enough people that are involved that we don't have to, to play with kids anymore. We have master's division. So I did that to a grown man. Um, but uh, <laughs> I've opened about 300 packs of the new set. And between trading and all the packs I've opened, I have finished the, the new secret <laughs> art set already, which is a record. Cause I did that the first weekend it's out, which I'm pretty impressed with. Uh, but I also played in the event and won the event. 
and use that to then open more things. And then on a random chance today, I went and hung out with Andy uh, earlier, actually. And uh, there's the uh, pharmacy near his house actually just randomly had these weird packs, which normally are bullshit, but they had one of the packs that's like worth, it's like bloated in price because everyone wants to open certain chase cards in it. So for value, it was pretty good. And so I proceeded to go, you know what? Impulse, let's buy these. So I did. And then we proceeded to crack those open and I opened uh, some of those rainbow cards I'm looking for. So that was pretty cool. Rainbow. Bright yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. I, love, I love me some Bud Light Pokemon. <laughs> happy pride month <laughs> uh, it's our pride flag right there um but yeah uh that's that's largely been it i i was gonna like it's funny it's worth saying because i didn't end up doing it andy let me borrow uh a, a series of movies or films called the human condition which uh and I've yet to start it for a couple different oh, reasons. Yeah. I was, uh, I was, I was bracing myself. I was like, "Do we have to have this conversation now? We're already yep. running long." <laughs> no, no, we, I didn't start it. He just keeps showing that. I, I didn't, I didn't start it at all. But uh, what happened was, I, I, I again, I, I can't remember what part of the Dragon Ball stuff I was in. And to be fair, like the Dragon Ball thing, how that started was, I'm opening so many packs and I'm organizing and stuff, it's fodder. It's something I've already watched once, but I can still watch and appreciate. It's yeah. funny watching it with all these samurai movies, seeing all of like the, the little things that come from that and characterizations that come that, that are, you know, homages to the films that inspired them. But uh, but nevertheless, I stared at the case of, of uh, Human Condition for probably 10 minutes took a deep breath and said, not yet, and put it back on the shelf. <laughs> so I'm not ready. Uh, uh, but eventually... You'll never be ready. <laughs> uh, it's it's, it's going to hurt. I just You'll need never to be ready for the human condition. I, I'm going to play it up too much, but no, seriously, I don't, I don't know if you're going to be ready to watch the human condition. Like, I'm ready. Unless you have cocaine. 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 Last time, he's last time you did that, you scared the shit out of me because it just it popped up on screen in the middle of us talking. <laughs> oh Jesus! <laughs> just... <laughs> uh, but uh, anything else, Jez? Uh, any games? Any other things? No, I think that was all right. That was it. All right, Andy. You said you had uh, some news. What was the news? I had a tiny news thing. I actually, uh, because I follow weirdos on Twitter, I actually kind of had a scoop on this. But yeah, that was earlier in the day. Have you guys been to McDonald's recently? No. Well, they're celebrating the Grimace's birthday right now. (laughs) You know the great big autistic purple thing. (laughs) The big purple turd. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. It's 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 his birthday right now. And to celebrate, they made a website, uh, Happy Birthday Grimace or Grimace's Birthday or something. And, of course, at the store, they have, like, a purple milkshake and a, a bunch of bullshit on all the packages, whatever. That's that's not what I'm talking about. They made a website, and it looks like a website, like, from the mid to early 90s. I'm not exactly sure exactly Geo what they're Cities. trying to go for. Huh? Is it, like, GeoCities and... Angel yeah, it's got, Fire. like, some shitty, like, shitty little gifts on it and stuff. But cool. the middle of it is a game. It's a game that they programmed just to celebrate Grimace's birthday. And it's, like, Grimace's birthday adventure or something like that. Well, someone really clever downloaded the game because it looks like a Game Boy game. And it's got, like, you know, blocky graphics. And it just looks like a regular Game Boy Color game. So someone downloaded it. It is a Game Boy Color game. 
you can download the ROM and put it onto like a chip to put in actual hardware. You can put it in a Game Boy Color and it plays. It's a Game Boy Color game that someone programmed specifically for the Grimace's birthday. It even if you put it in a regular Game Boy or a Super Game Boy, they even programmed a screen that says this game is only made for Game Boy Color devices. And it's the Grimace going, well, I guess you can't play this game in this. But no, it's an actual Game Boy Color game and it fits on a cartridge and it plays in original hardware. So McDonald's, for no reason at all, released a brand new Game Boy Color game in the year of our Lord, 2023. (laughs) That's awesome. That's kind of awesome, actually. He's autistic and purple. Even though he's autistic and purple. But he goes on an adventure, and it's a brand new Game Boy game. Like, I hate giving kudos to, like, corporate marketing stuff. It makes me feel like a stooge. But God damn it, that's cool. I don't care who you are. That's pretty fucking cool right there. The fact that someone went out of their way to make sure it would play on original hardware and then told no one. It's so cool. I love it. (laughs) It's kind of awesome. Yeah, but that that was my piece of news. I just wanted to to bring that to as many people's attention. Maybe it'll get a, a limited run someday. (laughs) <laughs> that'd be yeah. cool i'd be down for that <laughs> you know what they should do is uh they should have it at stores and it should be like oh buy two grimace meals and add you know 10 20 bucks you get a game boy card or something i mean i know that's like outside of the realm of realism but that's like, cool as hell cool they should do like what they did with the you remember when they did the pokemon ball the pokemon ball with the little uh gold plated uh, oh yeah it's burger king yeah, I got all those. Yeah, they should they should Dang. do that with the game and just be well, like Burger King had Xbox 360 games too. Yeah, like, yeah. there's oh, a precedent for this. Fucking Sneak King. I still yeah. own Sneak King. I had Sneak King yeah. and Pocket Bike Racers. I never got yeah. big nothing though. And Dorito yeah. did a thing with the uh, the the fucking dinosaur, if you remember. Dorito yeah. But yeah, yeah, there's there's a precedent set for this. But I mean that how could they market that? Come get a Game Boy Color game at fucking McDonald's. Everyone yeah. will say Game Boy. What? I don't. A bunch of middle aged weirdos will show up. Exactly. A bunch, of, a bunch of fat white guys are going to turn. Oh, to get the Grimace game. Um, I I have to say this: if you could fucking make chaos over Szechuan sauce from fucking Rick and Morty. They would underestimate it. They would send like three copies to every McDonald's and like, yeah, it's more than enough. And then they get run over by fucking gross nerds. That's, it's funny, Dubs. You said that. It's exactly what I'm thinking. You're like, I can see that quarterly meeting. They're like, guys, we're losing in demographics. Thirty year old white men are not coming to McDonald's anymore. They're, they keep, they're drinking craft beer and they're trying to take care of themselves. What do we do? And they're like, bring back Szechuan sauce and just make this really obscure ass '90s Game Boy Color game. You'll get them all. There, there it is. Yeah, there they, they'll be like, first. They'll be like, well, I have this Game Boy uh, Color idea. That's bullshit, but. But what? But we had people come with sauce before. What if we combine those two? <laughs> How can we exploit this crowd again? Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. Oh, they did hilarious. it. They got my attention. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So actually, I had a little bit of news. It, it's something I found out just like probably like ten minutes before the show, but it's kind of neat. Um. So Evo twenty three is gonna be happening in August. Of course, competitive fighting event. Big showcase. Uh, they have officially announced that uh, even though it won't be in the tournament, of course, they are going to be doing like extensive showcasing of Mortal Kombat 1. Mortal Kombat 1 will be fully playable while there, for, so anyone in attendance can play the full game and try out to all of their heart's content and depth because it'll be really close to the release. And they're going to do a premiere showcase with it, so they'll probably have some top fighters play 
uh, and they'll probably broadcast and stream that. So that's really cool. I thought that was neat. They're going to get that publicity out there. So the hype's there, but Street Fighter's still going to be rolling the roost there. I mean, that's going to be a, a huge showcase for as far as gaming goes. But yeah, that's thought that was neat. All we need is a Soul Calibur game, and the fucking all the fighting games are uh, aligned because you got yeah, Tekken. But okay, oh, you got Tekken, you got Soul Calibur. Oh, not Soul Calibur. You got a uh, fucking Mortal Kombat now. You know Street Fighters out. I would love some Soul Calibur. Can't yeah. have it. The Fire Nation attack. They're too busy working on Tekken. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. That's uh, yeah. There, Air Temple's dead, so you can well, get fighting Calibur. games aren't back until a new Bloody Roar comes out. We just we just need a Weibo game. <laughs> Actually, we, if we want to get way out there and include like the autistic dojo, they are making that new Dragon Ball uh, Tenkaichi game. That's right. So so we are getting the fourth pillar. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> I didn't get you. <laughs> Super Smash Brothers uh, Switch Two. I don't know. Um, no, Super Smash Brothers is just a, a loose, just a really weird loose take that went too far on a Mario Party mini game, and here we are. Yeah, yeah, and it's also not a fighting game. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, I love those people. Are still whoa, still hot take. Game. Bless yeah. their little hearts. A bunch yeah. of white guys on a podcast on the internet are going to debate whether or not Smash Brothers is a fighting game. Stay tuned, folks. <laughs> well, there's no debate. It's yeah, not just. Just leave this guy. Um, I'm making you've been playing it wrong. That's why you think that. (laughs) You don't smell like me, Uh, Zach. (laughs) (laughs) That's probably the most accurate statement so far. (laughs) Zach, you're uh, trying to get me to plug this, getting some color. That is my new favorite argument now. Someone says something to me in an argument, I'm just gonna yell, "You don't smell like me." <laughs> Zach, did you have any news? No, I had no news. I just wanted to plug uh, our get some color for Thursday. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. so what are we covering? We're going to watch WCW Spring Stampede from April 17th, 1994. Spring and Stampede. yeah, it's a spring, spring pay per view. And uh, uh, WWF Monday Night Raw from April 25th, 1994. We just got done watching WrestleMania 10. And it was uh, a good show. Um, two of the probably most influential matches uh, in modern era took place on that show. So we spent a lot of time talking about both of them. <laughs> it's funny because we were like, we're just going to do one pay-per-view at a time and to, to like cut down to three-hour talk. We ended up talking three hours for WrestleMania 10. Well, it's because it was WrestleMania 10. And like I said, two of the most influential matches in the last 30, 40 fucking years happened on that show. Sorry. If we're going to cover and talk about one of my favorite matches of all time, it'd be, we're going to talk for a while. We're going to talk for a while. Problem. We're going <laughs> to talk for a minute. Yeah. yeah. A Bret Hart match is happening. I'm going to break down everything. Wait, yes. white, 30 year old white man like Bret Hart? Shit. Some don't. Some fucking think he sucks. Yeah, with fucking smooth brains. I can't help it. If any of our listeners want to make fun of these idiots, I'll be in the chat and I'll be there helping. Dot <laughs> <Not> talk. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, the the only news I have is that like Starfield is people are pissed off about sixty frames per second, and I'm just like, fuck off. Fuck. <laughs> like, 
These guys didn't complain when Goshishima, whatever, how do you fuck you say that name, uh, was like 30 frames per second and Fallout 4 was 30 frames per second. Now, all of a sudden, everything needs to be fucking 60 and 120 and, you know, see, uh, fuck it. Fuck you guys. Don't get me wrong. Shit's beautiful when it runs that way. But listen, people played Fallout 76 and that shit was like negative eight frames per second. <laughs> that rains from you. Marvel. Yeah. Uh, fuck it. I, don't, I don't care about any of this shit. I want to see in 64-bit color. When am I going to be able to do that? <laughs> All this other shit doesn't matter until I can finally see things in 64-bit color. Can I set it to CMG color or whatever it's called? Yeah. Yes, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I've yet to play a game that made me taste purple. So until that happens, gaming has not peaked. Yeah. Well, maybe that Grimace For fucking a... game will do that. <laughs> maybe that's the one. Yeah. That's, that's advertise it. You should play this. You could taste purple. <laughs> this, this is what a Big Mac would taste like. It was purple. Actually, hear me out. Hear, hear me out, real, real quick. If anyone is listening, even remote chances could happen. Call the police. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> they should re-release Szechuan sauce, but not call it that. They should dye it purple and call it Grimace sauce. Gross. Right. Grimace goo. <laughs> Spirit, <laughs> it to a weird place. Uh, well, you call it Grimace me. goo. What is the fuck? I got the Grimace sauce. He took it and made it his seed. It's I, Grimace I, sauce. I, no, I, I, mean, I did an alliteration. That's called marketing. Autism awareness sauce. You don't shoot your sauce into females? I mean, that's who, what people yeah, do, man. Who are you marketing Grimace goo to? Pedophiles? Grimace from Subway. Yeah. Yeah. Like They'll eat it. Yeah, chicken nuggets and kids eat nuggets. So, yeah. never mind. Let's not promote that. That's that's weird. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that South Park episode. Everyone's equal, including the pedophiles. Yes, Jared yeah. from yeah. Subway. They have an <laughs> equal chance of dying by my hand. What a way to end the show. This is a yeah, weird place to be in. Grimace goo. Uh, let's I end this episode. Oh. Grimace goo and pedophile executions. The <laughs> end. Cut. Cut. Executions. Yes. <laughs> this is how I feel about pedophilia. I, got, I had to use it once more. <laughs> I need a pedophile. Look at the guy's face. Oh, there it is. There it is. It <laughs> out. All right. Uh, Guys, if you want to catch more of uh, Big Trouble Little Podcast, make sure you catch us on all podcast services. We're also on Big Trouble Little Podcast and Couch Entertainments, uh, which, by the way, getting some color has been getting some views on Couch Entertainments, by the way. So uh, thank you. Uh, and also Big Trouble is also getting views compared to our Big Trouble Little Podcast YouTube channel. Uh, so I guess watch it wherever you guys want to watch it. That's fine. Yes. And like and subscribe. But until ne- I won't see you guys next week, you'll see these guys, and it's going to be a surprise uh, movie or whatever they're going to watch. So see you in two weeks, but see these guys next week. Bye, guys. Thanks for listening. I have a question for God. Why?